Xbox Activision deal facing more trouble, but also kind of stepping in it as Bobby Kotick has spoke out and said some interesting things. There also are some analysts weighing in, acting as if this deal is now likely to close because of the CMA's provisional objections. I'm going to do my best to do a recap. We try not to cover this all that often because I don't really enjoy covering it. This will probably be one of my longest show opens. I kind of open all of my live shows with a monologue. I put all the information right here at the beginning so you don't have to go searching for it. And I'm going to recap the UK's update. What's the CMA saying? How is Microsoft and Activision responding? What in the world is Bobby Kotick doing? <laughs> and uh, and the analysts that have weighed in. If you like this kind of content, make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you're following me. That way, you don't miss my live shows. You can also click the join button to become a member and support me directly. So let's just try our best to do a recap. And usually I switch scenes and have gameplay and things to show you. I don't have that today because this is just sort of a news brief on what is going on. So according to xfire.com, the UK regulators are suggesting, this is one of the first things that's happening, they're actually suggesting excluding Call of Duty from the Microsoft Activision deal. The UK CMA concludes that the long-pending billion-dollar mega-merger could harm gamers all over the world. Now, this doesn't really address any of the cloud or mobile concerns. This is just one aspect of elements to this deal that they're concerned about, but they do sort of see the Call of Duty situation addressing Sony's concerns, and Bobby Kotick has some interesting things to say about Sony. I'll get to that in a moment. Now, what did the CMA provisionally conclude quote the cma provisionally found that a small number of key games including call of duty activision's flagship game play an important role in driving competition between consoles the evidence available to the cma including data on how microsoft measures the value of customers in the ordinary course of business currently indicates that microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make activision games exclusive to its own consoles or only available on playstation under under materially worse conditions so what they're saying is is hey uh your bethesda deals coming back to bite you kind of right they're finding contrary to microsoft's claims about call of duty revenue being counted on you know microsoft has said we are counting on revenue on this property outside of our own revenue funnels outside of our own ecosystems and i tend to believe them i'm like listen i i think your shareholders would be pretty irritated if you cut off 48 percent of the consumer base that buys call of duty but the translation here is that microsoft hasn't convinced them about cod they're not convinced which is kind of remarkable given how much posturing and promising microsoft has done both publicly and privately this has been one of the centerpieces of the argument, and the CMA is like, no, I, I think you'll find reasons to restrict it. So I see this as Bethesda coming back to bite them. Here's a quotation. The CMA's provisional findings note that this strategy of buying gaming studios and making their content exclusive to the Microsoft platform has been used by Microsoft following several previous acquisitions of game studios. So they're saying, listen, you just did this, okay? We think you're going to do it again, right? Now, according to X-Fire, cloud gaming is also part of the concern here. The antitrust regulator also adds that the merger may stifle the growth of the emerging cloud gaming service niche and could alter the future of gaming. According to its findings, strong competition in the market 
could make cloud gaming better and more affordable if the merger did not push through. So they see this being a threat to the future of gaming because cloud gaming will be more normative, more common. It is going to be a booming and rising industry. And Microsoft already has a foothold in cloud industry, and they're already sort of, I think, wanting to leverage that, and this would give them more power. Now, Activision Blizzard responded in a statement and said... These are provisional findings, which means the CMA sets forth its concerns in writings and both parties have a chance to respond. We hope between now and April, we will be able to help the CMA better understand our industry to ensure... I love that line. That's my favorite line. It's so condescending. We hope between now and April uh, to help the CMA better understand our industry. The regulatory body in the UK apparently doesn't understand the gaming industry. (laughs) Okay. Uh, To ensure that they can achieve their stated mandate to promote an environment where people people can be confident they are getting great choices, fair deals, where competitive fair dealing business can innovate and thrive, and where the whole UK economy can grow productively and sustainably. Now, this isn't the first sort of weird air of arrogance in the response. Bobby Kodak's going to weigh in, and this guy, I don't think he's helping at all. I I think you kind of want to keep his face out of the press. Uh, I I saw press... briefing and report that he apparently is going to stay on after the merger I guess we're all forgetting about everything that happened and you know uh, this is just going to be I guess a new era where you just wait enough time and bad dudes can just stick around I was compelled by multiple different investigations and different reports and different articles that this guy should go apparently he's sticking around now he actually thinks that this will help them compete in an already saturated market so the argumentation here again i find to be just dizzying that we need to be able to buy these companies we need to be able to buy this amount of property so we can compete like that's the argument in an email to staff activision blizzard ceo bobby bobby kodak said our combined companies will bring more competition to an already crowded field of world-class gaming competitors including sony tencent netties apple amazon and facebook we believe this merger gives us additional resources to compete with such giants so they're saying listen we can't compete with these guys they're too big let you know we're gonna buy them we're gonna buy this deal and then we'll be able to compete he says when you combine activision blizzard's iconic franchises and mobile expertise with microsoft's history of innovation and xbox's creative culture and distribution capabilities we all gain an even brighter future for gaming so this is something he says sort of internally in an email this isn't anything he said publicly some of the stuff he says publicly is hilarious so keep in mind this is after bobby Kotick has been critical and he's made some interesting statements according to pc gamer in a chat that he had with cnbc the ceo made a case for the acquisition that differed slightly from talking points that we've heard from microsoft lawyers arguing that the merger is the only way for western game companies to break into quote protected markets in china and japan and warning that the uk would become a death valley if they shot down the deal so the idea here being listen China and Japan are very tough markets. They're closed markets. We're not able to get in there. They're protected markets. We are going to try to get this merger to go through. We can compete. This is a thing that's going to help the UK. The UK is going to become a death valley if they don't approve 
this merger. He sees the UK potentially becoming that instead of Silicon Valley. To be clear, he's not prophesying, this is from the article, that the UK would be struck by drought if it defied his will, but suggesting he is, suggesting that the country's country's tech sector ambitions would go down in flames if they thwarted the Microsoft acquisition. Kodak pointed at comments from UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak about the UK becoming the Silicon Valley of Europe, and he warned that if deals like this can't get through, the UK's not going to be a Silicon Valley, it'll be a Death Valley. So he's essentially saying, listen, this deal is how you guys thrive. It, it This smacks of almost like in the movies, when the mafia guy, when the mob guy comes around and says, you want this deal to go through, it's going to be good for you if this deal goes through. He seems to be setting an ultimatum, which could be taken as a threat. More from the article, Kodak said that a post-Brexit UK is, quote, probably the first country where you're seeing a recession, like the real severe consequences of a recession, and he suggested that the country would want to draw on the technical talent of institutions like Cambridge to counter uh, to counteract that. And he said, I would think you would want to embrace a transaction like this, where you're going to see job creation and opportunity. Given that any plans to bolster British, uh, Britain's tech sector would need buy-in from titans like Microsoft, it sounds like a threat as much of a warning. That's from the article. He's basically saying, listen, you know, you guys are going to want us to help you fix all your problems and uh, it's going to be really hard to do that if you don't let our deal go through. And he wasn't done throwing around statements of criticism. Kodak followed up his CNBC interview with the chat with the Financial Times in which he blasted the UK government for lacking, quote, any real vision in leadership for pursuing these kinds of opportunities. He said, it seems like a bit of a fragile government wears the leadership. I don't think he's helping this deal get through. He also criticized, according to this report from PC Gamer, he also criticized the UK's competition and markets authority for being, quote, co-opted by the FTC ideology. So he's saying, you're being ideological and you're just going along with the FTC. He said, they're not really using independent thought to consider how this transaction would positively impact the UK. So he's telling him you you're just you're ideological. You're just you're not being independent. Uh, in contrast, he actually said the EU regulators had shown a lot more insight and recognition in their approach to the acquisition. So he's like, yeah, EU's getting it right, UK's getting it wrong. Now, PC Gamer I think is on point with their scathing conclusion. They said, I have to wonder if Microsoft wishes it could restrain Activision executives from ever going near a microphone at this point. Kodak's inflammatory comments could come barely a week after Activision's chief communications officer Lulu Chang made the absolutely baffling argument that the last of a success on HBO showed why the acquisition was a good idea. Then again, Microsoft itself has to offer they had to offer a crawling apology after a tirade in one of its FTC filings accusing the U.S. regulator of violating the U.S. Constitution. So Microsoft stepping in it, oh, you're, 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 you're violating the Constitution, uh, and then later they're like, hey, sorry we said that. And now you got Bobby 
putting his foot in it. You got somebody walking out. You got some woman walking out and saying, oh, oh The Last of Us is so successful. That's why we, we should be able to buy uh, $70 billion worth of the market. What well, you're forgetting that Halo had like a 12-year head start on The Last of Us as a franchise, and Halo also had a TV show come out. You want to compare how well The Last of Us is doing as a franchise as well as the TV show to how well Halo's doing as well as the Halo TV show? Do you want to see who's doing better since she had such a huge head start? Maybe you should stop talking in the public about this deal. Let the regulators, uh, maybe let the lawyers and the smart people handle it because apparently the people speaking publicly don't have enough intelligence to talk about this without seemingly making it worse. Bobby Kotick wasn't done saying things that I just don't think are helping the optics on this. He indicated that Sony seems to have no desire no desire to speak with them uh, I, I think this is my favorite part of uh, this document that I get to go through this morning I have 19 pages of notes so I hope you're enjoying this opening monologue uh, here's a quote from Bobby Kotick about Sony Sony's not on the phone to us in fact they're not returning our phone calls And so I think one of the things that's surprising to us, this is the time where ordinarily we'd be talking about the future and new opportunities together for partnership, and they just haven't been returning our phone calls. And so I don't know that we're as valuable as maybe they've represented to the regulators that we are. Uh, they, yeah, but Sony's like, we don't, we don't need a partnership with you, bro. Like, we don't need to talk to you. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. I, I wouldn't want to, I don't think I'd want to talk to him either. Uh, so I, maybe he's trying to say, like, they're being inconsistent. Like, they're saying that we're really strong in the market and this deal shouldn't go through, but then they're not returning our phone calls. I think that's kind of the argument that he was trying to make, but it just came off as like, yeah, they won't return our phone calls, right? In the wake of his comments, the CMA plans to block the deal, according to PC Gamer. After Bobby Kotick tries to scare them off, UK regulators say that they will oppose the Activision Blizzard deal. So, This is PC Gamers Now update on this. The UK's Competition Markets Authority, the CMA, has today issued its findings after a preliminary investigation of the deal, and it looks likely to recommend further scrutiny. Its biggest issues are that it reckons the merger would make Microsoft big enough in cloud gaming that it would stifle competition, harm consumers by weakening the rivalry between PlayStation and Xbox, and potentially result in higher prices, fewer choices, or less innovation for UK gamers. So, they're approaching this in a multifaceted way. They're looking at the cloud. They're looking at the relationship between PlayStation and Xbox. And that summary statement doesn't even include what it could potentially do to mobile markets, which I'm sure China and Japan have their own thoughts about that. I mean, Microsoft's proven that they're willing to cause disruption in the mobile market. Apple kicks Fortnite out of the Apple Store for breaking terms of service. They want that revenue split. Whether or not you think that revenue split is fair is irrelevant. Those are the terms and conditions of the Apple Store. Microsoft then helps Epic get a Around the Apple Store, you can play Fortnite now on an Apple device powered by Microsoft Cloud Solutions through a browser. So if you are a mobile platform and you make tons of money on mobile applications and game sales, you have to wonder if Microsoft suddenly buys some of the biggest mobile property in existence, what could that mean for your revenue streams? They could basically say, yeah, none of that property is available now in the Apple Store. We are sick of the revenue split with you. You can all play it now through a browser thanks to Microsoft Cloud-based solutions. So that's not even in any of the concerns here. I think that's that's being overlooked. I, 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 I would have to think that 
Apple and Android and Google, Google's weighed in along with NVIDIA, they would want to weigh in and say, hey, uh, they're, they're, they're going to potentially disrupt the mobile market as well through sheer brute force of just buying a bunch of property. Now, according to the CMA, this was a five-month-long process, and they probably didn't appreciate the tone from Bobby Kotick and the condescending comments about they need to be educated on how the industry works, right? This follows a five-month investigation by the CMA, during which it visited various studios, stakeholders, it discussed things with the leadership of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard, it analyzed quote, over three million internal documents from the two businesses, surveyed gamers in the UK, and gathered evidence from competitors Competitors. So you have to think about the fact that like they did all this and then Blizzard Activision's like, we're going to work with them to try to help them understand our industry. They don't seem to get it. Bobby Kotick's like, they don't have independent thought. They've got weak government. They're being ideological. If you did a five-month investigation and looked at over three million documents, then you got this guy of all people walking out into the public and saying that. I don't think it would sit well with me. I don't think it's probably sitting well with them. Now, the CMA is looking to protect their gaming consumer base. Here's a direct quote from them. It's been estimated that there are around 45 million gamers in the UK, and people in the UK spend more on gaming than any other form of entertainment, including music, movies, TV shows, and books. This is Martin Coleman, chair of the Independent Panel of Experts, conducting this investigation. He says, Our job is to make sure that UK gamers are not caught in the crossfire of global deals that, over time, could damage competition and result in higher prices, fewer choices, and less innovation. We have provisionally found that this may be the case here. Now, keep in mind, this is provisional. This is not over. That's why my thumbnail says this deal's not over, okay? I, I think it's likelihood of going through. Uh, it kind of declines every month, but, you know, we'll see. The CMA wants a response by March 1st. The CMA has sent the companies involved in the findings uh, with an ex- they're actually asking for an explanation. They've invited their views and alternative proposals, and they want responses to its provisional findings by March 1st. First, okay, the documents from the CMA filing indicate that Game Pass has hurt game sales, according to sources. So this was one juicy tidbit that I also made. I almost made this the centerpiece of today's discussion, but I didn't want to deal with all of the people who think Game Pass is the savior of gaming. It's not, okay? This is from internal reports that were submitted during this this situation, okay? Microsoft, according to this report from uh, Arogue.com, Microsoft has repeatedly stated that Xbox Game Pass does not discourage game sales, but a document from the company sent regarding the Activision Blizzard issue seems to confirm the opposite. An excerpt from the document in question underlines how Microsoft itself admits that, quote, Xbox Game Pass will lead to a cannibalization of buy-to-play sales. Gemini Christmas, I wonder where has that been said before? Who would have said that the Game Pass subscription funnel would hurt games? I said it. We said it. We've said it many, many times here. It's been said time and time again that this is antithetical to game sales. The company also acknowledged that, quote, its internal analysis demonstrates a decline 
decline in base sales of games 12 months after their addition to the Xbox Game Pass. Gee, I can't believe that when a game's on Game Pass, it doesn't sell as many copies as everybody always tries to tell me that, oh no, it actually drives an increase in sales. No, it doesn't. You have been given a stat number that is used to misrepresent the situation. Phil Spencer and others have said, well, oh, people on Game Pass are prone to spend more money on our platform. Yes, because they're subscribed to a subscription service, which means there's somebody who's more invested in gaming, which means, yes, they probably spend spend more money, microtransactions, battle passes, or game purchases. That doesn't then, therefore, mean that there is a correlation or a causative relationship between Game Pass and game purchases. Quite the opposite. Richard and John of Digital Foundry actually discussed this back in December of 2022. Richard says, sales have collapsed, haven't they? I mean, we can track sales data and Microsoft first-party titles have vanishingly small game sales now because of the prevalence of Game Pass. John says, yep, I feel like they've collapsed about 80% versus where they were prior to Game Pass. And for good reason. I mean, the Xbox faithful are very into Game Pass. They are into Game Pass. I've said this every single time this has come up. Watch the chats, watch the comment sections, watch Twitter, watch Reddit. People are like, is it on Game Pass? Can't wait to play this on Game Pass. Day and day Game Pass, playing this day one on Game Pass. They are literally promoting Game Pass as if it's a badge of honor to not buy games, okay? What they were saying back in December on this Digital Foundry podcast has now been corroborated by Microsoft's own documents being sent to the CMA. Like, they're they're basically saying, listen, we give people all these games for free, essentially for free, they're on the subscription service, and it's driving sales down. We've been saying this for months. We said, listen, this is not the way forward for gaming. Look at Netflix. You're going to be throwing money at companies to go on Game Pass. How do you recoup that cost? You can't continue to recoup costs on game companies of this size like Bethesda, of properties the size of Starfield, if you're not selling games. You're you're literally not paying attention to what happened to Netflix if you think this is a totally fine deal going forward. Microsoft is going to have to figure out how to foster an ecosystem of purchase. I'm not done yet. We're 20 minutes in and I'm still not done yet. Sony apparently is being uncooperative they've accused Microsoft of harassment due to their invasive requests this is rich I this is this is another part of this rundown and this open that I'm just I'm so pleased to read this according to the gamer.com Sony has accused Microsoft of quote obvious harassment in the latest court battle Microsoft claims that Sony is stalling so from the article at the gamer.com Microsoft has claimed that it's entitled to discovery and has been demanding Sony cough up several documents and emails from Sony executives accusing the company of stalling and not providing said information within a decent amount of time. So, Sony's response, I I agree with. I think this is exactly right. Sony has stated that it hasn't provided the information because Microsoft is asking for too much. According to Sony, on top of documents and emails, Microsoft is also asking for things like internal performance reviews, something which the company calls obvious harassment. And the judge is siding with Sony. Unfortunately for Microsoft, Judge D. Michael Chappell, who is residing over the case, has agreed with Sony as it has, quote, demonstrated good cause for the requested relief. 
Why why do you want access to our our internal reviews? What are you doing? You're trying to buy 70 billion dollars worth of the gaming industry. What do you why do you need our internal documents? What you, you need to know how our internal, you know, reviews are going? Get out of here. And you're not getting them. I don't think they're going to win that request for discovery. This is when the people start weighing in. So now we have people weighing in and they're saying whether or not they think the deal is going to go through. So there's two analysts that think this all means that the deal's more likely. <laughs> I, I don't know how they're reading it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to entertain the idea. Gameindustry.biz says that Wedbush's Nick McKay and Michael Pactor see provisional findings from the UK as a signal that the UK knows it has a losing legal argument and expect the deal to close by mid-May, okay? They think the regulators are pushing and looking for bragging rights, okay? So I want to read this to you because this is what they're claiming. Wedbush analysts Nick McKay and Michael Pachter released a note to investors saying the move suggests the merger is close to approval. So what they're doing is is they're speaking to investors because what these guys do is they analyze the market, they do they do t- they do stock analysis and they make recommendations. The one guy had like a one-star rating, take that for what you will. Maybe he doesn't give the greatest stock tips. Quote, "We read today's release as a signal that the UK knows it has a losing legal argument. In our view, the FTC figured this out late last year and rushed to file suit to block the merger in the hopes of being the first to extract concessions from Microsoft. We believe that the CMA reached the same conclusion during its review and accelerated its formal objection to the deal and proposed remedies in order to step in front of the FTC and gain bragging rights. So they think, okay, this is their analysis. They're giving advice to investors. Okay, these guys, I don't think these guys are being like ideologues. I don't think they're like super pro Microsoft or Xbox. They're just saying, okay, from where we can sit here, it looks like these guys are just kind of pushing things quickly because they're not going to win and they want bragging rights. Bragging rights to what lose? Like there's an illogical dissonance within this prediction, I think. They're saying, listen, the FTC and the UK know that they don't have a legal case So they're rushing for bragging rights. Bragging rights to do what? Be the first person to lose? I I don't understand. Keep in mind, Wedbush Securities is a privately held investment firm based in Los Angeles, and these are stock analysts. These are not lawyers, okay? So take their input with a grain of salt. They're telling people, oh yeah, the deal's going through. They're They're making advice to investors so let me give you my final thoughts that took me 25 minutes to give you the recap on everything that's going on do me a favor and smash the like button if you appreciated this lengthy rundown it took a lot of time i had to put a lot of research into this to give you accurate and comprehensive reporting so here are my thoughts the deal continues to look like it is facing too many challenges to go through i'm not a lawyer either but i see just blocks everywhere i see worries concerns um provisional requests for changes and addendums they're like listen you may just take call of duty out of the deal i see that there are so many challenges facing this deal i think its likelihood of going through continues to go down so i don't agree with those analysts who do you think's more on target that's up to you everyone is focusing on call of duty and sony you're missing that cloud and mobile markets have a massive global future and this deal could disrupt and harm those markets. It's incredibly important to think about that 
aspect. Focusing on COD and focusing on Sony and focusing on Jim Ryan, this is what YouTubers and people on Twitter are doing because it gets them clicks and you're farming rage, okay? There are bigger things involved here than just Call of Duty and Sony, okay? Even if Microsoft agrees to remove Call of Duty from the deal, there are other concessions and changes that may have to happen given the reach of their already I think foothold in the cloud market and what they could do to it if they suddenly own such a large portion of the market. The second thing I'm going to say is Bobby Kotick and other Activision Blizzard executives are not helping their cause, okay? The last of his TV show tweet was laughably lacking in self-awareness given Halo's massive head start as a title and the abysmal state of that franchise, both with respect to the game and the TV show, okay? I don't think you want to start walking out and talking about all of these great successful franchises at Sony when Halo is right now on the ground, we don't know if it's going to get back up, up again. They literally just sort of gutted 343. They're going to switch engines. They're going to do all this stuff. I, I, I wouldn't walk out in the market and start talking about TV shows and your property because your your lead flagship title has been beaten to death practically by mismanagement, terrible contractual policies enforced by Microsoft, and the list goes on and on. I wouldn't draw attention to that at all if I was Blizzard Activision or if I was Microsoft. You'll notice that the person who drew attention to the Last of Us TV show was not an Xbox employee. And you'll also notice that you know Bobby Kotick is not a Microsoft employee either. I'm not quite sure what they're doing. Is this subterfuge? Is this intentionally like, oh, let's sabotage the deal by looking stupid in the public? I I, I actually don't know what they're what they're doing. The, the third thing I want to say Fans of Xbox are going to have to start to concede that the deal is far more nuanced and globally impactful than just Sony versus Xbox. Okay, these regulatory bodies have valid concerns about what this could do to markets and consumers, and we would be wise to consider what they are saying. Stop supporting the deal because you bleed green. You should be supporting a deal because it's sensible and good for the markets. I've not seen a single compelling argument from anybody that this deal will be good for cloud and mobile and me. I, I don't. As a consumer, I'm like, none of this sounds good at all. It sounds like they're they're trying to disrupt, buy, and strangle certain portions of markets so that they'll have power. They're looking at markets right now where they can't compete and they want to buy into compete. I don't think that's the appropriate way to do business. I want to see Xbox-owned studios and properties flourish, and right now... Even that's a huge question mark. Given the delays, uh, we, we, we don't really have a proof of concept of Microsoft Studios under Microsoft owning and and spitting out great titles. We just we don't I don't see that as a consumer right now. I'm not confident in their ability to own development companies and spit out good games. Like as a gamer, I don't know if I want any more studios under Microsoft's ownership after what's happened with Halo, and we still have yet to see proof of concept from their ownership of Bethesda, and even if that ends up being good, those games were in development well before the acquisition. So we need to look at things like Hellblade 2, the next Gears game, the future of Sea of Thieves, the Everwild game from Rare, Fable. Those are games that we really need to look at and say, okay, are these games going to come to market in a good way? That would be proof of concept that Microsoft is good at 
game company ownership. They actually own more studios than Sony right now, so I don't see some sort of an argumentation that like, oh, we can't compete. Why? Why can't you compete? You have enough money to do a $70 billion acquisition. Like, invest in your own studios. Invest in your own products. Like, whatever happened to Halo needs to be addressed. If that's endemic to ownership underneath Microsoft, I don't want them to own a single other studio ever because they're not doing a good job presently, okay? Even if we grant them high on life and hi-fi rush as wins for gaming studios under Microsoft's ownership, number four, we have to consider the info about Game Pass doing exactly what many of us said would happen, okay? If you want to look at hi-fi rush and you want to look at high on life and you say, these are success stories for Microsoft, okay, but according to their own internal documents, Game Pass is having a cannibalistic approach and effect on game sales so is it good is it a success or are they throwing good property away are they are they harming the potential profitability of a game like hi-fi rush like if they would have ghost dropped hi-fi rush at 30 dollars instead of being on game pass i have to wonder if the virality would have been just as hot because it's a good game and it was a surprise and there was no marketing I'd be interested to see how well it's selling on Steam as a result, okay? If it doesn't just, it just doesn't stand to reason that people are going to buy games when they don't have to. The entire appeal of Game Pass is to avoid game purchases. That's literally what it's marketed as. The people that always defend Xbox Game Pass and say, no, I buy more games, or no, people are going to buy more games. It's completely contrary to the way that the subservice is marketed. The ecosystem and culture of purchase will need to be fostered and turn the rudder if game pass is to continue being a huge day and date benefit to the 25 to 29 million subscribers that are on there if they want to keep delivering the day and date benefit they need to do that simultaneously while giving people a reason to buy games because their own documentation says yeah it's hurting game sales okay well Everybody's been saying that that would happen. So they either just ignored that and have other plans or this was just their only play was to just try to fill a funnel of subscribers based on overvalue offer. Like you just dump value on people. My conclusion, this is my closing thoughts on my 32 minute show open. I, I knew this would be the longest monologue I'd probably ever done in my life. I am still against the deal. And now I have even more reasons and ammunition to doubt Xbox's gaming strategy with Game Pass and the studios that they own. Keep in mind, this is all on the heels of ex-employees of 343 confirming a lot of our worst fears about what really happened with Halo and about what it's like to work under Microsoft's ownership, okay? We have more concerns now, I think, than ever that Microsoft-owned studios will not flourish unless policies are changed. If it is endemic to studios under Microsoft ownership, I have even more personal consumer level reasons to be against Microsoft owning more studios. If they need a $69 billion acquisition to compete as they claim, then all of our understandings of competition being good for the consumer make no sense. Competition is supposed to drive innovation. It's supposed to drive pricing down. It should not have a $69 billion acquisition as a prerequisite. That's my show open.
that's a lot that's a lot of information that's a lot of documents that was a lot of articles that I had to read and come over to give you a lengthy lengthy recap as well as give you my opinion and I need to thank some people there has been so much going on in chat we had a brand new member and then he upgraded to member plus and then not Alan Rogers I'm so sorry you tipped me during the show open and I am sorry for not calling that out <clears throat> um, let me let me get the sub the sub goal up because that's our first sub that's our first member right there first member of the day thank you so much I hope they're still here I feel bad about not calling that out no apology necessary yeah I just there was so much so much to talk about you killed that king of the one take yeah that's a 30 something three, 33 minute uh, monologue good job on this one yeah thank you we I, I i have i i've i that's my favorite part that's my favorite part of every show now is the show open I, I i put i take a lot of pride in the work uh that i put into that and i wrote that on saturday so ooh, that was a lot of info that was a lot never interrupt the natural flow of the show for super chats i appreciate that that that's very kind were you the one that also became a member not not alan roger can I get a too long didn't read says quiet shy <laughs> that was your best open everywhere ever I uh, thank you I, I take that compliment I do I appreciate you saying that man I put a lot of work into that and uh, I feel like the the person who did the 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 first membership it was like uh, Gerald or something like that Gerald that's monologue 2023 calling it now thank you Hilly thank you surprised you had time to write all that with Hogwarts Legacy being out I commend you thank you Lono out here becoming a news anchor. Thank you. That was fire. Thank you, Orphan Twin. Space Dovahkiin with two months. The weird narrative that Game Pass subs doesn't translate to money for devs. Buying physical media is basically prehistoric behavior right now. Can't stop tech. I'm not talking about physical versus digital, my friend. I'm talking about the fact that they're literally saying that Game Pass is having a cannibalistic effect on game sales. We've been saying that. We have been saying that. I've never felt more vindicated. I read that and I was like, well, yes. We've been saying that for months. Who's going to buy a game? How many people bought Hi-Fi Rush on their Xbox and also have Game Pass? Probably less than a thousand. Come on. Why would you? 25 million plus people are like, I don't have to buy Hi-Fi Rush. Microsoft said it in a document. They're literally admitting that it's 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 weakened sales. Yeah, and 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 the the speculation from Digital Foundry, it's about an 80% sales decrease since the launch of Game Pass. No money to Kodak and his regime. Yeah, I can't believe they're letting this guy walk out and talk. I, why are you letting Bobby Kodak go out and talk about this deal? Why? You have the public support right now. The public thinks that this deal should go through. Thank you so much, Bro Sexy. I love that name. Bro Sexy with eight months and it's a VIP. Keep being awesome with the reporting, bro. Thank you, Bro Sexy. Absolutely no reason to purchase game. It's on Game Pass. What'd Cowboy say? I saw and now your mama knows in chat. What'd he say? What'd he say? I freaking lost him. No, there it is. I mean, you did okay, Lono. I gave you a little clap for your performance. Oh, shut up. Tori with 10 months and it's a member plus. That was a great open. More Hogwarts gameplay later. Yeah, that's our second show today. I'm going to be playing more. I want to see how the, how the sub base responds to gameplay this far out. I want to see it. Sam Runkle with a month of membership. Microsoft should implement a demo mode on Game Pass for new games for the period of time. I remember buying lots of games based on demo. They literally, 
they quite literally were the first ones to do this. Do you guys remember Xbox Arcade? And you could literally... I played so many demos with my wife. I bought so many games because you could play for like 20 or 30 minutes. And it's like, did you like this game? Yes, buy it. I did that numerous times. I, they were one of the first ones to do it. Xbox Arcade was incredible. That's what I mean. I don't know why they walked away from that. I thought that was a. I thought that was a great. Yeah, ten years ago. Isn't that how long ago? That was a long time ago. That was, uh, that was the first. It wasn't my wife and I's first apartment. It was the first duplex that we lived in, and I that that was easily that was easily ten years ago when we were doing that. Twenty five million people on Game Pass. That's three hundred seventy five million a month. Right. You can't look at it that way, though. You can't look at it the way you, you, you're looking at it as if like, oh, they just get this great quantity amount of money from the subscriptions. Okay, I want you to imagine that many people, 25 million are on the subscription. Okay, that's great. What if all of your big game launches could be a couple million people or more buying a game at 60 or $70? Do you see? At So 25 million people at the 15. That means... I just need a fourth of those people to buy a couple of games to pass you. Does that make sense? Because it's you know it's fifteen bucks a month at most, isn't it? Isn't that or is that ultimate? You see what I'm saying? Like you like you need all those people at the fifteen. I need a fraction of that at sixty or seventy to pass you in in revenue generation. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that Game Pass can't exist. I'm saying you got to have both an ecosystem of purchase and an ecosystem of subscription value, right? I missed the ninth subscriber. Welcome to you. That was the other day, goddess. Yo, my man Chris just gifted 10 memberships, taking us to 11 on the day. 9 milli PL, Nola Origin, Straight Shot, Benevolent Icon, Happy Raging Matt, Daedron, Tim Norman, uh, Baba D., and then Counterfeit Killer, that's taken us to 11 members already on the day. Guys, we're at about 1,800 members. We can, I bet you we could hit 2,000 members this week. Easy. Tons of people here watching the stream as well. Thank you for a nice, strong start to the day. Do me a favor and smash like if you haven't already done so. And thank you, Chris. That's very generous to give 10 memberships like that. If you just got a membership, you can pay it forward and give some more to some other people. Start a little member train going. You can also upgrade your membership for a dollar and get member plus and that'll give you more uploads and stuff if I do like a studio tour like I did a couple weeks ago. What percentage of Game Pass fee goes to the developers for putting their game on there? It's not a percentage. They get a lump sum on the front. They get a lump sum on the front. So basically, Microsoft goes to the developer and says, hey, if we put your game on Game Pass, it's going to sell almost not at all. So we're going to give you a lump sum to make up from that. Like Like Microsoft literally admits it in the business transaction of engaging in that business with us, with with the developers of like yeah you're not going to sell any copies barely i mean you've got 25 million people that don't need to they don't need to buy eugene says if game pass cannibalizes 80% of sales a 1 million copy seller let's say average of $50 a copy 50 million in revenue that's down now to 10 million in revenue that means for the dev microsoft pays them to be on game pass has to make up 40 million in revenue you think those devs are getting that much no no that, that that's exactly right like you're you're, ta- you're you're talking about it's it's it just doesn't it's not a sustainable model 
My man 9 Millie was six months. Six months went by quick. Thanks for the content. Thanks for half a year. And then online MVP is going to come in. He says, let's do it. Let's crush these records. Let's crush them. Ten gifted members. Always so generous. Online MVP. One of the big gifters around here. Thank you for doing that. Hollow Judgment just hit an eight-month renewal. Welcome back. Duncan, Sir Earl Grey, Liquid Beast, Picard 2005, Snowy, uh, Seraphim, Rudy Plays, DK Bager or Bagger, uh, DeForce, James Smith, Left Control Gaming, and Rude Rogers. You guys all got memberships. And then a renewal from Sichuan hitting nine months. I think you got gifted the other day, Sichuan. You're getting to celebrate because somebody was kind enough to do that. 26, every 25 members, I have to give five. And I've been waiting to do this to the end of the stream. That gives you a reason to stick around. So right now, I owe you guys five because my man Lone Wolf comes in with the five gifted Eric Slavic life form. Okay, Newbauer, Tremolo, Morgan Free. When you guys all got memberships, over here sorry if I was late can I get an abridged recap oh my gosh my show open was 35 minutes goddess I don't I, I it, okay the CMA has provisional objections Microsoft has until March 1st to answer Bobby Kotick I think made things worse by almost like insulting and kind of lightly threatening the UK if the deal doesn't go through and Sony apparently isn't returning his phone calls I don't think the optics look good for them however there are stock analysis out there that are saying they think the deal is going to go through that both the UK and the FTC realize they don't have a legal case so they're trying to push this thing faster I don't agree with that take and I'm still strongly against the deal uh, Arsh Jossal with a month membership welcome back apparently they're trying to compete with Apple and other people trying to get into gaming you need to see the bigger picture says GFET Jake he says think about uh, they aren't spending 7 billion to compete with Nintendo or Sony they're preparing themselves to compete with Apple Amazon ETC okay here's the thing here's the thing I, I, I said that in my show open I, I don't need to see the bigger picture I literally said that in my show open Bobby Kotick has said, in order for us to compete in these protected markets, we need this deal to go through. He was talking about, like, Japan and China. Now, he didn't mention Amazon and Google. He mentioned that in another thing. So I 100% covered that in my show open. I said, listen, if you need a $69 billion acquisition in order to compete, I I don't think that's a prerequisite to competition. Like... So, are we going to do this every time? Every time there's early adopters or people that get into an industry first, you're just going to let some other big player buy their way into the market? That's not how it's supposed to work. Think about it like this. So, the Purple platform is is leading in in live streaming. I think they're going to slip in the in the next five years in total viewership. Right? They're leading. When Microsoft started Mixer, should they have been able to just buy their way? to competition should they have been just able to gobble up every single live streaming platform out there I mean maybe they could have but it probably wouldn't have worked and Mixer is an example of how you can't throw money if you're not an early adopter look at what they tried to do with Mixer they literally threw money at Ninja they threw money at you know content creators and it didn't work so do you honestly think like oh yeah this is gonna work they're gonna spend all this money no they're gonna spend all this money and then they'll have control of portions of the market Duncan was six months. Six months went by so quick. I remember I came in talking about Elden Ring at first. I started watching every show. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Night Fury, for a rugby ball. Appreciate the support over here on the Tickety Talk. 4,000 likes over here on the Tickety Talk. Thank you so much for doing that. If anything, it gives these games legs and potential for purchases at the discount. 
but that's not what's happening here's the thing that entire mantra has been shot dead if you're gonna come at me or anybody else who was worried about the impact of game pass on game sales and you're gonna keep saying oh more people get to play the game that's gonna drive more people to buy Microsoft themselves have admitted that is not the case In a document submitted to the CMA, they admitted that Game Pass is having a cannibalistic effect on game sales. That is what we've been saying for months in our coverage here. That's not unique to me. I'm not the only person that thinks that. There were also CEOs. There were people in the games industry. There was somebody uh, from Take-Two who didn't think it was sustainable. I got like a a hair. Mid rant, I got like a hair tickle in my nose. The, the, you you had a, you had the CEO from uh, I think it was the CEO from Take Two. You had somebody from um, ah shoot the the, the 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 crazy guys that make uh their pressers are always bonkers insane. What's their Devolver? Devolver was concerned about it as well. They've admitted it for the first party. Third party is a different story. Wait, do you so do you honestly think it's hurting their first parties, but it's not hurting third party? How? How in the world would something with smaller reach, smaller market share do better? Like, how would it be different for third party? If they're hurting their own property with it, you think that the, what the other the other studios, other companies, other developers are immune to that reality? It's basic math. Subscription services kill one-time purchases. Look at Netflix versus a cinema. Game Pass cannibalizing sales just seems like common sense. I know, and, and that's what we've been saying for months. We're like, it just stands to reason. You're you're doing everything you can to grow that number. And the more that number grows, the more people you have that don't have to buy a game. Third party has sales before the game comes to Game Pass. No, 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 no. Let me give you a stat. Hang on a minute. Hang on, I gotta scroll up. I, my dot, my word doc here with my notes is 20, 20 pages long. Give me, give me a second here. Give me a second. I gotta scroll back up. Uh, duh. Duh, 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 duh. The company also acknowledged its internal analysis. This is a direct quote. Its internal analysis demonstrates a decline in base sales of games. 12 months after their addition to Xbox Game Pass. So wherever they land, it doesn't matter. It has a negative impact on their sales. So, yes, you are right. If a game launches and is just selling like normal, and then they throw it on Game Pass later, that decline will come later. But that's typically not what's going on. That's why I used Hi-Fi Rush as an example. Hi-Fi Rush is a $30 game. They threw it on Game Pass day one. And it goes viral. And instead of that thing selling a bunch of copies at $30 a piece, what's it do? Did it make a bunch of people sign up for Game Pass? I I don't know. I don't know. When you're staring down the barrel of, do I get Game Pass or do I buy the game at 30? A lot of people might have chosen to do Game Pass because it's 15 or 10 or whatever. Maybe they get that early, uh, that new subscriber discount. And that's not buying the game at 30. You're, you're giving people an out. People will take the path of least resistance. That's kind of what the consumer is supposed to do, right? You're supposed to look for the best deal. Well, the best deal in that regard is to sign up for Game Pass, play Hi-Fi Rush, and then cancel Game Pass. And they got you, they got $15 from you. 
hilly. Why do they keep pointing at competing with Google, Apple? They can't even beat Nintendo and Sony. They lost every round for the last 20 years. Why should they get 30% of the market to move up divisions? I'm now fully against the deal. I don't think bank balance is a qualification to be successful. The track record for Microsoft is not strong enough uh, is not strong enough, uh, and if you remove Bethesda from their portfolio, this generation of development first party is a joke. I think Hilly, that, that's just a dunker of a comment. Let me, I, I, I totally missed some, some. Uh, oh, I, Space Dovahkiin, I am sorry. Thank you, Victor. You, you're the man, Victor. I missed your $5 super chat. Space Dovahkiin says, so by that logic, game devs are doing stupid deals with Xbox Game Pass, and they keep doing it in an auto-destructive behavior? Listen, listen, that's a fair question, Space Dovahkiin, and what you have to ask is, what's going to happen in the next three years? A lot of the games coming to Game Pass, those contracts were signed years ago, years ago, and now all the information's coming out, now all the patterns are coming out, and they're like, well, yeah, we got this great lump sum, but it, it sounds like this might not have been a good idea, right? What's this, Eugene? The document that gamers only end up buying specific titles... Oh, the document claims that gamers only end up buying specific titles when they either unsubscribe from the service or the said game leaves Xbox Game Pass. In addition, Microsoft admits that most Xbox users see Game Pass as the sole method of accessing video games and only consider purchasing the game if it doesn't launch on the service. This document claims and backs up Everything we have been saying. Stop speculating. Every year we get bigger games on the service. Did you hear what I just read? This is from them. This is a document from Microsoft. They're, They're literally saying what I have been saying, what Eugene has been saying, what we have been saying for literally months is this isn't this can't work. It just doesn't, it doesn't stand to reason. It doesn't stand to scrutiny. It's like, how are you going to, what on earth? What, how is this going to work? You just keep giving your biggest stuff away for 15 bucks a month? Like, look at what happened with Netflix. Netflix would just throw money at a first party show. It would boost up their subscription. And then the second season, they would see less impact on subscriber numbers and they would cancel the show. Why? It's not sustainable. They're not recouping cost. It's 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 business it's business 101. It's like you have to recoup costs or it's not sustainable. If that were the case, why would companies agree to keep releasing their games on Game Pass if they could easily see the failures of other companies doing it? So, Solemn, you honestly think there aren't NDAs signed? What, you think, like, some indie dev can call up some other indie dev and be like, hey, how'd that work out for you? Yeah. What's your market analysis? What's your risk assessment? What's your loss on that? How, how much money? They, come on, what do you mean? This is just now starting to come out solemn the years ago deals that were signed for the stuff launching today there was no narrative back then the narrative back then was game pass is awesome game pass is great exposure you got to be on game pass if you're going to be successful on the ecosystem there's literally there was an interview with an indie dev where he said that he said if you want to be successful on the xbox platform you got to be on game pass that that's literally the, the the narrative and the message from microsoft to these devs like you, you gotta be on here, or, 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 or who's gonna see you? Doom Slayer was seven months. No game trailers at the Super Bowl. Uh, what was the whole IRL Mjolnir for? I have no. I don't. Sony makes no sense to me at all. 
what are they doing? I I don't I, I didn't I didn't even want to do a show on that. Like what the f, Sony? Hey, Ragnarok and Mjolnir are gonna be at the Super Bowl. Why why'd you get everybody's attention? Why'd you guys do that? I don't know. I leading up to Ragnarok, I I was frustrated by their marketing strategy, and I I continue to be frustrated by Sony's marketing strategy. I don't understand it. I'll not disagree with you on that point, says Solemn, but if you are correct, then we should see a natural decline of games choosing to go on Game Pass in the near future. Um, I don't know when contracts are signed, Solemn, so it's hard for me to make a prediction, but I would think it would take two to three years. Because for the rest of this year and next year, there are probably plenty of games that have agreed to go on Game Pass. So you'd have to look to 2025 for the chickens to really come home to roost, to be like, there's almost no third-party stuff because that was always our prediction was that Microsoft wants Activision Blizzard so they have more first-party games to throw on Game Pass because my prediction was third-party companies will naturally start to decline in being on Game Pass. That was my prediction. I thought, well, that makes sense as to why Microsoft's trying to buy Activision Blizzard so then they'll just flood Game Pass with their own property. Like, if they're flooding Game Pass with their own property, they might not even want to write those fat checks for third-party devs. Does that make sense? It's like, why would we want to clutter up Game Pass with all these other games? That's really expensive, and we have plenty of our own property. That's why I think the Activision deal is so important to them. N- not not the, the entire reason for it, but partially the reason for it is to bolster Game Pass. Because they'll just own all the property at that point. Which... The shareholders are going to want to start to want to, to ask questions. Man, you guys bought Bethesda and look at Starfield. Look at the market impact of Starfield and you, you give tons of people a reason to not buy it. Like, they're going to start to have to do internal analysis on are we making money with this setup? Like, the shareholders are going to look at Microsoft and say, okay, so you bought Bethesda and then you put Starfield on Game Pass and market analysis and demand of the product seems to be pretty high, sales might have been a better approach here. You're going to have to change course. This isn't wor- This isn't working. Like, the shareholders will demand, I think, answers to say, you, you just sent a document to the CMA that is saying we're hurting our own sales with Game Pass. Exclusivity in Game Pass Day 1 will make Starfield a financial disaster. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. If I'm neglecting you over here on the Tickety Talk, I'm sorry. I try to watch both chats. Activision Games will make sales on other consoles. Right. I I, I left that out. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that out. I left, I, I, uh, I left that out. I've always said that that's why this was a 900 IQ play. It's a 900 IQ play. Because what Microsoft could do is they could say, hey, we own Call of Duty now. Throw it on Game Pass day and date. Boost the value of Game Pass. Oh, and then we'll just sell it everywhere else. We're we're now selling property on the Sony platform. Like, Microsoft selling property on the Sony platform is a win because Sony's market saturation is fantastic. It's not a surprise that Microsoft approached Nintendo. Nintendo's market saturation is ridiculous. So, yes, it's a 900 IQ play to buy up a bunch of property, boost your Game Pass with it, and then just sell it everywhere else. This is why I've said that Starfield will land on other platforms in a year. I think so. I think Starfield will come to PlayStation a year later. I, th- I think that's a lie. That's a, there's a chance that that happens. And Pete Hines, Pete Hines literally waffled on an answer about that. He wasn't firm. Like, no, it'll always be an exclusive. 
he, he waffled as if there's a possibility Starfield will not be console exclusive for forever. Bulls for Life with a three-month membership says, What's up, my dude? What's up? Welcome back. Guys, we've already hit our member goal of 25. Every 25 members, I have to give five. I will do it at the end of this stream, which means you have a reason to stick around and keep watching. You might be one of the lucky ones that gets a membership. That gets you into our members-only Discord. That gets you uh, into members-only streams when we do them. We'll also be playing more Hogwarts Legacy today. Do me a favor. Consider supporting... uh, I want to focus on one sponsor right now instead of a bunch. Let's just focus on one sponsor, the Glasses. I'm wearing Gamer Advantage blue light blocking glasses, and if my code gets used so many times this month, I'll get entered into a drawing. So if you've been wanting to get some blue light blocking glasses, consider getting some Gamer Advantage and just use code LONO. Also, coffee. I don't know if we sold any coffee yet. I don't have my email open. I've, uh, I, was, I was so gung-ho about, about uh, jumping in this morning that I did not, um, no, no coffee orders yet. No coffee orders yet. Who wants to be the first coffee order? All throughout the month of February, you can get our holiday blend at a discount. ReforgeRoast.com is our coffee. It's ours. It's a property of Reforge. ReforgeRoast.com. Use code GETFRICKED. You can get fricked in February and get 20% off our holiday blend. Cheston with three months says, thanks for doing what you do, Reforge. Always love lurking, and thanks for the community for keeping me a member these past three months. Much love. Appreciate the generosity, keeping folks like Cheston in, involved and a part of what we do. Yeah, it ships from my house. That's right. No, I've not sold the hair juice yet. You're going to beat Hogwarts on stream? It depends on what support for gameplay looks like today. Last week, it was phenomenal. Today might be shaky because we're getting distance from release. We'll see. We'll see. It's kind of up to the community and the sub base here. If it supports gameplay, we'll keep playing it. We'll keep playing it for the rest of this week. Um, Starfield's not going on PlayStation for the reason uh, Halo, Gears, and Forza aren't on PlayStation. If Starfield's on PlayStation, why not everyone of their first party? Well because there's a big giant difference between Halo Gears and Forza. They didn't just buy the developers of those games and are looking to recoup costs on that endeavor. Homie, Viceroy, they've already indicated their strategy is changing. In their efforts to buy the Xbox Activision deal, in their efforts to get this deal through... They've made it very clear that, like, that's no longer the strategy of, like, oh, yeah, we're going to buy all this property and then it's ours and no one else's. They're in the business of, of, of software now. I think their strategy is shifting. Eugene says you're really close to understanding Microsoft's endgame. So, Eugene, you think Microsoft wants to buy Activision Blizzard and then, and then make all this stuff first party? That's their goal? Todd Howard literally said they're only doing an Xbox version. Come on now, this is copium. People use copium when they don't have an argument. I'm not coping, by the way. I have an Xbox Series X. So, I don't need the game to come to PlayStation. I'm merely analyzing commentary. When Pete Hines was asked about this in a more recent interview, he waffled. He waffled. He acted like he acted like no, it's not a guarantee that it stays exclusive to Xbox. Why would he be saying that? I think in 10 years, Microsoft is third party. Oh, oh. Yeah, there are people that think Microsoft wants to basically turn themselves into like a third party publisher. They're not really interested in the in in the selling of hardware anymore. They're just going to apply their software model. Game Pass is the only thing Xbox has that provides any value to consumers, says Tovo the Owl. If they stop throwing money at it, Xbox dies. You can't just pull the rug out on your most loyal customers. I mean, they almost shuttered the whole thing in 2014. You're the one saying it's coming in a year? 
Yeah, it's a prediction, homie. You know what a prediction is. It's not copium. Like, do you watch my shows? Are you familiar with what I do with my content? to, To call a prediction that they are going to shift strategy and start to put their property everywhere and I think Starfield's going to be one of those games and to be like, that's just copium. Elevate your, your, your ability to interact into the discussion. You're barely interacting. Like, you're speaking in meme speak. Third party ideas are absolutely stupid. They'd be losing a crap ton of money not being a platform holder. That makes no sense at all. So you think they'd be losing a crap ton of money? Let me ask you something, Malcolm. Would they lose a crap ton of money if they suddenly owned King Mobile and they were selling Candy Crush everywhere? Would they suddenly be losing a crap ton of money if they suddenly owned Call of Duty and they were selling Call of Duty everywhere? You do understand that when you buy a piece of property and its distribution is is global and massively successful that you you, you make tons of money from that, right? Like, that's why they want to, to make the purchase. If there's one console version now, how will a PC, PS5 version be available in a year? That's what I meant. He didn't say there was only an Xbox version. He says they they always start with their development for Xbox. He didn't say there was no PlayStation version. I don't think that's ever been stated exclusively. Hardware is going to be extremely limiting in the future. Streaming is the future. We're probably 20 years off. Has the deal happened yet? No, it has not. The Xbox Activision deal has not happened yet. believe well probably sometimes I suppose in the predictions of Lono Stradamus like I'm not going to sit here and act like my prediction about Starfield is a strong prediction I just I'm just throwing it out there I'm just throwing it out there it doesn't have to come true it's not copium I don't care I can play the game on my Xbox Series X and have a good time I just think Microsoft's shifting their strategy you have to sell games to make money as a platform right sorry if it's already been discussed since chapter 8 but when did Game Pass become a first day thing? Maybe I'm misremembering, but didn't it used to be mostly older games? I wonder when they adopted this new long-term plan. That's a great question. So, I can't give you the date that they changed, but there was a point in time where their marketing shifted to day and date, day and date, day and date on Xbox. Because I had people coming in and telling me that PlayStation Plus, I had people telling me PS Plus is dead on arrival. They're like, if they don't do day and date, they won't compete with Microsoft. I, what they were failing to realize was like Sony has way more consoles in circulation and a much larger consumer base to sell the service to, so that they're in a stronger position. They're not they're not competing with Game Pass with PS Plus. Like they're just trying to give their customers more opportunities to give them money. And PS Plus is not in a great spot. It started out it started out rocky. I think they need to do a better job with it. But I don't think that that means it needs to be day and date with all their first party titles I didn't think Hogwarts Legacy was going to be as good as it is so I have renewed hopes in Starfield and hopefully Bethesda knocking this one out of the park especially with its delays yeah but the difference between Starfield and Hogwarts is for, at least for me Solemn this might not be true for you for me from moment one I kept telling you guys I think there's a bigger game here than they're letting on I kept telling you what did I say was going to be the headlines Hogwarts Legacy, surprisingly deep RPG. Hogwarts Legacy, surprisingly big and deep and robust substantive RPG. I kept saying that. I was drilling that into people's heads because my spidey sense was tingling. I was like, there is something very big and significant about this game and I I couldn't put my finger on it and then we slowly started seeing more and I was like, yep, all this adds to my feeling. 
my gut feeling got stronger and stronger and stronger and here we sit and I'm like I told y'all I told y'all that game was going to be big right I don't get any of that from Starfield my inclination from Starfield is really really great RPG systems mired in developmental problems that's what I see whenever I look at Starfield like I look at Starfield and I'm like Wow, those are those RPG systems look fantastic. They look very Bethesdian. But I also see tons of developmental problems. Like the game's just gonna struggle to run well virtually like everywhere. PlayStation Plus Premium is under four million. Yeah, but that's at the top level. We don't do we know what Game Pass Ultimate's percentage of the twenty five million is? We we I don't know how many people are on Game Pass Ultimate, but if PlayStation Plus Premium is under four million that's not an indictment of the service. That might be an indictment of the value offer. Not enough people see the reason to go all the way up to premium. I like premium, personally. I was gobsmacked when I saw how big the map was in Hogwarts. I kept zooming out and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yo, what's good? Yeah, what's good, Smashville? Good to see you. Sony themselves in documents have said that they can't compete with Game Pass. Is that true or an embellishment like Microsoft have been embellishing? I don't know exactly when Sony said they can't compete with Game Pass. I think I think they were saying didn't they say that if you suddenly restrict one one game to one platform subscription service then you can't compete with that? Or did they actually say, "Oh yeah, we can't compete with Game Pass?" Now, I do think there was an article where Sony said, "Oh, they have 29 million people." And that, you know, that 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 growth rate is 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 something that we can't compete with because Sony was basically saying our subscription service hasn't been off to a very good start. I think then it became known that Microsoft doesn't have 29 million subscribers on the service. The growth patterns have plateaued already for Game Pass. Is Hogwarts a good game or just a good Harry Potter game? I think it's a good game. I I think it's a great I think I actually think it's a great game. I think it'll get a game of the year nomination, but it won't win. There were people that thought it wouldn't even get a nomination. I bet it gets a nomination. The soundtrack, the art direction, the size and scope of the game, the public reception, the commercial success. I, I think it's undeniable at this point. Like to, to try to ignore this game is would would be silly. And then everyone's like, it runs like dog water on the PC. Really? It has a ninety three percent on Steam. Almost 60,000 reviews. So 57,000 people, I guess, are just overlooking how bad it runs on PC. Or maybe, just maybe, people were lying. (laughs) It runs like dog water on PC, and there's only three enemies, and me, me. Like, look, okay. Uh, Just finished the main story. I'm excited to 100% it. I told you guys that the weekend would be the true test. If a game runs poorly, if a game runs poorly on PC, it gets shredded on Steam. Shredded. Look at Forspoken. Look at Callisto. When games launch and have performance problems, brother, people absolutely annihilate the game in the reviews. There's no way, like, I'm not saying it doesn't have issues. It does. There are performance problems, but... It was so overstated. People like, you know, it's getting overlooked by the press that it runs like dog water on PC. No, it's not. It's not getting overlooked. You think part of the issue with Game Pass is lost leaders don't work like they used to. Look at retail, Netflix, HBO. Consumers have evolved and they just dip in and out. Well, 
Yeah, you'd have to do some market analysis of that, Swade, but I do think people are far more likely to subscribe and unsubscribe to a service. Why? Because everything's a subscription service now, right? In the past, it didn't make sense to unsubscribe from Netflix. It was like your go-to digital subscription service. But now you got Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Disney+, Plus, and then you got all the other things like Paramount+, Plus through Amazon Prime, right? You have all these various things that... There's such a saturation of the market that the consumer is taking a more a la carte approach. It's like, well, sure, like right now, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to squeeze the Dickens out of Paramount Plus. Then I'm going to cancel it. Then I'm going to grab HBO. Then I'm going to cancel that. Then I'm going to go back to Hulu. Then I'm going to cancel that. I think consumers are being more likely to do that now. People are hating the game. Oh, for sure. For sure. They're hating the game for, for, for other reasons. Like, they played it for the hype, but it wasn't their kind of game, so they're overly critical. Constructive criticism isn't the same as just criticism. Oh, for sure. Services are losing subscribers to each other, not the market losing itself. You just gotta show your subscription is worth holding on to. The book has pages missing? For sure. There's more coming. TV and movie subscription services are dead. I can't get all the stuff for free within an hour of it launching. (laughs) I feel like the game is so good, it's under pressure and people are trying to get anything out of it. Well, I, yeah, I, we, we've talked about that game quite enough. We, we can we can discuss Hogwarts when I play it this afternoon. We can do a, a, a quasi-talk show gameplay session if you guys want. I don't want to cannibalize any conversations about Hogwarts we could have, because it crushed over the weekend. Um, uh, I'm curious, what did it peak? What peak did it hit? 879,000 peak, almost a million. That's insane for a single player game. That's absolutely insane that it, it got close to a million concurrent players. There are a few visual issues on PC. I catched up and oof. Why would anybody want to deal with what want the deal to go through at this point? So Hilly, this is Hilly talking about the deal. Why would anybody want the deal to go through at this point? I understand Xbox gamers wanting Blizzard titles on Game Pass, but outside of that, nobody benefits, and to me, it just puts all the titles at risk. After Halo, do I trust 18-month contractors to deliver a 10-year Diablo 4? No shot. That's such a great point, Hilly. That's such a great point. Like, as a gamer, could we get, could we get 40 more likes on this video over here on YouTube? You guys are crushing it over here on the Tickety Talk. We have almost 5,000 likes we have 26 members already let's get close to 2,000 members on youtube you'll unlock the star wars watch party with my wife that's our next big goal we're really close to it i think we're like 150 away or something like that um so but that's a good point why would you as a gamer be supporting of this deal if the only real thing that you get out of it is oh i get more big titles on game pass like think big picture like, oh, I haven't had my timer running uh, for the advanced scene switcher. Here we go. I haven't been... Hi. My poor camera over there is getting lonely. Exactly. I think Microsoft positioned Game Pass as a loss leader to attract a user base, but there's no retention, loyalty, or whatever. That's not how consumers act now. It's not sustainable. Claymore became a brand new member the Claymores thank you so much that moves the number by the way you guys don't have to wait for gifteds I owe you five members right now I'll do it at the end of the stream as a motivation to stick around and keep watching so make sure and uh, and do that you can click the join button you might get a discount on your first membership just hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat 
That mouse is dope. Thank you. Those are Rocat. Uh, these I've got. I've got two. I've got this one, and then I've got this one. I have two for both my system. This is the cone spelled with a K, and then this is the what the frick one is this? The burst. Um, subscribe to TV, movies, food, razor blades, perfume, underwear, clothes, printer ink, water. Next, it'll be oxygen. <laughs> Eric the Red. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you? Oh, I thought for half a second you were Big Rob on like an alt. I was like, Big Rob, is that you? That guy, that guy is a, a, a prolific content creator. 15 months from Matazbo and it's a member plus. So close to that reg badge. Keep it rocking. Thank you, Matazbo. Derek says, Lona, are you kidding? Their checkmate argument is always the wait will be over and blank will be on Game Pass. So of course some Xbox guys are simply going to push for more Game Pass titles and little else. Yeah, that can't be that can't be the reason you support the deal. Like, I want to hear from people, man. Why are you okay with this deal? Malcolm says, I think it'll benefit Sony well because they'll actually start to make an FPS that they think can compete. Sony hasn't even tried because they relied on Call of Duty to fill that void for them. So let me get this straight. There's a possibility that this deal will push Sony to make a really good first-person shooter, and that's that. you think that's a good enough reason for the deal to go through. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Hey, Lono, it's Nitro. What is your confidence level with Game Pass supporting indie studios? Okay, my issue with Game Pass for indie studios is there, there's so many problems with it in my mind. Some studios, it probably feels like a dream come true to have Microsoft come to the table and slide a nice fat check across the table, right? That probably feels really good. However, however, my issue with that is don't you need more than that? Don't Like, that basically turns them into a... It's almost like the backwards relationship of a publisher. So instead of the publisher writing them a fat check, they build the game, and then the game goes out and sells, and however well it sells, they get like a royalty check back. Instead, they're like, well, our game is done now, and now someone writes them a fat check. We don't even know if the fat check goes to the indie studio. Like, let's say an indie studio has a publisher. That check might go to the publisher. Because the publisher may be, according to the contract, the publisher may be in charge of the marketing and the distribution strategy, which means those negotiations would be between the publisher and Microsoft. So who knows what the dev gets? I I don't know. Then you've got to look at game titles that have had absolute breakouts, like Death's Door as an example. Death's Door, two dudes made it, it crushed. Over 100,000 units sold on Steam for its launch week. It's now on multiple platforms. Imagine being a two-man indie studio and Microsoft slides a fat check across the table. It's going to be really hard to say no because you know if you say no, your position on their platform will likely be harmed. You're you're not going to get primo treatment. No one's going to see your game. They'll have to go searching for the game. I mean, literally the other night, I don't know what was going on. I tried to use Microsoft Store on, on, uh, on, on my Xbox Series X and it wasn't working. I went to search. I said, okay, sort and show me all the board games. None. Okay, show me all of the... um, There was two categories where there were no games. I'm like, that's literally impossible. It, 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 It doesn't make any sense. How is that possible? That there are no board games available right now on the Xbox. What? Like, board game family games. I was like, what do you... What do you mean? Where are they? Where, where are they at? Why is the store not working right? 
reset it, backed out, force quit it, just doesn't, just as it wasn't working. Come on, that's nonsense. If you're talking about what I'm saying is nonsense, it's not nonsense. There was literally an indie developer that said, if you want to be successful on Xbox, you have to be on Game Pass. That's literally how Microsoft positions it. Like, I don't understand why try Jackbox games. I mean, I have the Jackbox games. What I'm saying is, is I was looking for a new game and couldn't find one. Uh, it'll get to the point where you'll have to download the games through the web and assign them to your console. I feel like that's very true. Microsoft seems to treat uh, bought studios better than Activision's execs have with Blizzard. What do you mean by that? Door was down and not working the other day. Some of the categories were working, so maybe it was just coming back on and I wasn't aware that the store was having problems. Uh, what titles have we seen that can be compared then succeeded and failed both titles on Game Pass? See, but it's not that black and white. They basically refuse to do any in-store promotion of your game. Right, like, they... You, you have to see that Microsoft is trying to get you to use Game Pass. They want you to subscribe to Game Pass. They want you to check out Game Pass. And if you open up, think of it like this. When you open up your Xbox and the very first thing you see is a game that just launched. Let's say when Death's Door launched, it launched on Steam and Xbox at the exact same time. And Death's Door developers said, no, we don't want to be on Game Pass. And you turn on your Xbox, you're like, oh, look, a brand new game called Death's Door, and you click on it, and you gotta buy it. Don't even act like that wouldn't be a turnoff to tons of people. Huh? Why is this on Game Pass? What the frick? Microsoft, according to their own documentation, have said that people now, that's how they expect to interact with Xbox. That's their thats their expectation. Like, Eugene just cited a little bit ago, according to their own documentation submitted to the CMA, their own user base now looks at it and says, that's... That's how I interact with the platform. And no, it's not speculation. Devs have literally said this. This is insane speculation that you guys are trying to push as fact. That's dangerous. No, what's dangerous is letting somebody like you hang out who continues to push back on claims that have been vetted, verified, and quoted from devs, and you just keep calling it speculation. I don't like this. This doesn't jive with my preconceived notion about the success of Game Pass. So this is wild speculation. Oh, by the way, Malcolm, you said it was wild speculation that Game Pass drove down sales, and then I had to directly quote the document to you. Microsoft themselves are saying these things, but you just keep saying that we're doing wild speculation. And, And you had the nerve to tell me that I was guilty of copium. Like, you're the one coping. Why wouldn't all devs not put their games on the service? because they get a fat check from Microsoft. Is that an 80s tee? Yes, my Twilight Zone shirt? Yes, it's from 80s tees. You can use code LONO over there to get 30% off. We are partnered with them. Rantman, what's good, Icebreaker? I never said that. I know myself, it drops sales. You just put words in my mouth, and I never use words like coping, bro. You're mixing me up with somebody else? I thought you were the one that said it was copium. I thought that was you. Must have been another person in here with a name like that. There was somebody in here with your name going back, a similar name, going back and forth with me. Uh, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
I don't know who it was. I swore it was you. If it wasn't you, then that's my bad. Oh, it might have been GFET Jake. It might have been GFET Jake that told me I was guilty of copium. Sorry. Trying to keep the argument straight with this many people is uh, is difficult. Nice, but a Twilight uh, shirt would be tremendous. A Twilight sad shirt? Oh, like the, the like the movies and books Twilight? Well, what's Twilight sad? Is that, is that an anime? It probably is something I've never heard of. Of course it drops sales. It's not about being trained. Uh, it's not about being trained to pay for things. Or wait, I think you said that backwards, creature. It's about being trained to not pay for things, right? It's about knowing how the world works. If you don't invest in things you like and want, they may not be around long term. Oh, a Scottish band. Oh, it's a band. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Sorry. Played Outriders on Game Pass and loved it enough to buy it on uh, PS5 for the better graphics. Microsoft is primarily talking about first party when they talk about cannibalizing. Yes, you made that point earlier, and it stands to reason that if it affects their own first party titles, it would affect other titles as well. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Their own property and their own titles get way more marketing and way better presence on the platform, and it still hurt their sales. So how would it not hurt third party sales? You see what I'm saying? Sorry, I've been switching platforms to get the internet to get the stream working correctly. So about Game Pass, does it promote the same versatile genres that PS Plus or is it less diverse? I actually think that's one of the virtues of Game Pass is it's, its offering is quite diverse. I think it is quite diverse. If people weren't buying games that weren't on Game Pass, MLB wouldn't be selling as high. MLB was never a top seller until it went multi-plat. I'm not tracking with your logic. If people weren't buying games that weren't on Game Pass, I didn't say that. No, you're misunderstanding the point that I made. I wasn't saying that if a game wasn't on Game Pass, it wouldn't sell. Developers have literally said that if you don't put your game on Game Pass... Microsoft won't give you good good placement. And they have good reason to not give you good placement, homie. Think about what I said. According to their own documentation, their user base sort of assumes that when they interact with the platform, they're interacting with Game Pass. And if the first thing you open right on the front page, you see Death's Door and you click on it and it's $30 and not on Game Pass... That's going to irritate people that, in their mind, their Xbox is a Game Pass outlet. It's a Game Pass conduit. I would argue that 21 years of being uh, third may suggest that Microsoft is not as smart as you think they are. If they want to have good placement, they pay for it. I don't get the argument. All right, I'm going to try this another way. Maybe it's just too obvious to me, and maybe I'm not making certain things obvious to you. Maybe I'm skipping over certain things. If you're in the business of selling games, like, I don't know, when I go to the PlayStation platform, and the minute I scroll away from all the games that I own, or the minute I boot it up and I see everything promoted down below, do you know what it's promoting? Games for me to buy. Because they have a business model of, they want to sell games to me, right? Microsoft's business model is very clearly different. 
It's very clearly different. They want you to get on Game Pass. So their goal when you first boot up the system is to not throw a bunch of games in your face that you can buy. So it stands to reason that when you go to their platform, you better you, you either go on Game Pass to get that promotion, to get that primo treatment and top of mind marketing, or you don't, and then people have to go look for you. It takes like three clicks to get to you. I got to click on the store. I got to scroll down to newly added and I got to click on newly added or new releases. And then it opens up all the games. You're, you're not on the front page. You're buried. Now, Microsoft doesn't owe them primo treatment, but their treatment of new games is indicative of their business strategy. Like, the, the yeah, the, the Fury developers literally said that... Um, Right here. Compounding the issue was an inability to secure future promotions for Fury on Xbox's storefront for increased awareness. And Haven didn't sell it all on Xbox outside of the Game Pass partnership. So these this this isn't any developer that said, listen, we couldn't get future deals. Quote, we talked to the team at Xbox to see if there was a way to get support, but Fury didn't align with the Game Pass strategy focusing on new titles. This is why we took the decision to not bring DLC to their platform. So listen... This is why I keep referencing Netflix. That's an existing title, and when they want to do more stuff with their title, Microsoft's like, no, we only want new games on Game Pass. And outside of that, they couldn't get any promotional deals. Like, no, we don't want to put your game anywhere. Now, again, you might say, well, it's some small title. Who gives a frick? That sends a loud and clear message that they that, that we're not even going to put our DLC on your platform then. Why would we do that? Why would we put our DLC on your platform? You're not even going to give us any... You're not going to promote it at all? When's Atomic Heart launch? Is it tomorrow? Front page has both, but for indies, it's harder. As a AAA, you pay for bigger ad space. So I see you talking about it all being about Game Pass, but Sony's now doing the same thing. No, Sony's not doing the same thing. Sony's approach to PlayStation Plus is completely different. Sony has... None of their first-party titles are on there day and date. They wait a long time before kicking their big, big titles because they want to sell those titles. Jim Ryan spoke to this. The second thing they're doing is their premium tier level of, uh, of, of PS Plus, PS Plus Premium, has game trials. So you can play Horizon Forbidden West for five hours if you're at their premium level. They let you play such a significant amount of the game that if you are going to purchase it, by that point in time, you know 100%. Atomic Heart comes out on the 20th. Thank you. A Wanted Dead is, is tomorrow. That's right. And indie devs say they, they got to pay about 25000 to get pushed by them or nobody will notice them. Right. And here's the thing, Malcolm. I'm not sitting here acting like Microsoft owes these indie devs free placement. Certainly, there's tons of games coming out and Microsoft can't be charitable and be like, we'll just put all of you on the front page. My point is, is their approach to moving games, it's just different. Right? It's just different. Their approaches are different. I'm not saying one is is better than the other. I just think one is far more conducive to fostering a culture of game sales. And we have it now directly from Microsoft themselves that it, it's, it's cannibalistic to game sales. Game Pass is having a cannibalistic effect. Why didn't you advertise your coffee during the halftime Super Bowl? That would have been great for you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, if I had $7 million lying around to spend on a marketing ad in the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be sitting here streaming with you. <laughs> just being dead honest. If I had $7 million just lying around, do you think I'd be hanging out with you? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you think you've made a profound point about marketing costs? Neither do indies. So you're you're creating a false equivalency. You think you think indies not spending on marketing on Xbox's platform is equal to me not spending for a Super Bowl ad. You truly have a dizzying intellect. A ten dollar tip from Sir Earl Gray. Game Pass is best for games that have been out for a while and sales have started dropping. Game Pass can get people playing again and talking about the game. I think the best recipe, Sir Earl Grey, is slightly different than what you just said. It's great when the game sales have been dropping and they're about to drop a DLC that's going to cost money. You get a ton of people in. Oh man, I'll try that game out. I heard it was pretty good. Now I can try it out. It's on Game Pass. Oh, this game's pretty good. Oh, they've got a DLC. Well, I'm invested now. I've got a character. I've been playing for a month. I'll buy that DLC. So what you're saying is we can't let you become too successful or you'll leave us. <laughs> I was about to tip $7 million. Not anymore. I like my Lono show. <laughs> the same thing COD could afford to advertise during the Super Bowl and any company couldn't. Same with Xbox's advertisement space. You're not, you're not even engaging with my discussion points. I'm talking about Microsoft literally having an interchange with an indie company that wouldn't let them procure advertisement space, Frostbite. They didn't say we couldn't afford it. They didn't say it was too expensive. They're like, they would. Th- there was no opportunities for us. They wouldn't do it. Because Microsoft isn't interested in that. They're interested in throwing brand new games on Game Pass. If you don't want to do that, they're not interested in talking to you. Indie company didn't want to pay 25000 you said? I didn't say that. I was just reading chat. I never once said anything about an indie company being unwilling to pay 25000 Somebody put that in chat. Yeah, yeah. we only have $6.9 million until we close up shop. That's right. That's right. I think the Game Pass has its faults, but I've loved it. There's so much I would have never tried. Here's the thing, Star-Lord. I've continued to say they can maintain that energy and that value to you as the consumer without without needing to just give everything away. I, I think they've painted themselves into a corner. They're literally admitting in a document that this is how people interact with the Game Pass ecosystem now. This is how people interact with the Xbox ecosystem. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. You're never going to convince those people that like, oh, hey, um... You can now play all these games for a couple of hours, and if you like them, then you can buy them, which is what they did during the Xbox Arcade era, and I think that worked remarkably well. My wife and I tried a handful of games. Crimson Alliance was a great dungeon crawler that we tried, ended up buying it. There was some top-down mech shooty McShoot game that we tried, we ended up buying it. There were a handful of games we tried that we didn't buy because we didn't like them. Hilly with a $2 tip. 6.999498. Yeah, there you go. Every time you guys tip, help bring down that 7 million goal, right? <laughs> Thank you, Hilly. 
That's also why I have Game Pass and don't have PS Plus. I have both PS Plus Ultimate and Game Pass Ultimate. And I use them both once or twice a month. Once or twice a month. Did we get our first coffee sale of the day? Nope. Somebody's offering me a key for a game. I'll check that out later. Who's going to be the first coffee order of the day? You guys hit the member goal so fast. It's just come to a dead stop. It's just come to a dead stop. If you want to get to the next member goal of 50, I'll have to gift more members when the time comes. And uh, you guys can get a discount on the uh, the holiday blend. Use code GETFRICKED and you'll get 20% off. It makes shipping free, basically, if you order like four or five bags. It makes the fifth bag free or it makes shipping free, however you want to look at it. Four games I would never have paid for that I've played on Game Pass are Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed, what, Valhalla Ragnarok? Uh, The Hitman series and Forza. Right, but here's the problem, Cornish. Here's the problem. If you're going to look at it from that perspective and be like, I have played games that I never would have played before, okay? That, yo, thank you so much, Claymore's gifted i love that somebody with the name claymore gifted a membership and it went to just wait like we have two memes from from software sort of circling there right go get the claymore and wait until on the on my player it says uh that you have 525 viewers so we need uh 13,000 from each of them yeah if just each of you would tip thirteen thousand dollars, i could retire as a millionaire let's get that going <laughs> lono i don't think people realize the full shakeup of what the deal could cause, not just gaming. Gamer, uh, ex-gamer is the only people that are worried for company money. Who cares? Uh, profit for Nike money, Coca-Cola money. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. I'd never get a new game until it was dirt cheap as things are getting more and more expensive. Right, and listen, I am not going to knock anybody for trying to be a frugal consumer. There's nothing wrong with being a frugal consumer. Like, go for it, man. Try to save money try to you know try to get a good deal there's nothing wrong with that at all i'm I'm not gonna talk down anybody but it has an effect right when when you claim when you claim that you know oh it doesn't hurt sales it doesn't hurt sales like here here's the thing that's remarkable to me right uh i forgot to push this this out Here's the thing that's remarkable to me about this. For the longest time, we have had people coming in here and telling me that I'm talking out of my rear end and that the, you know, Game Pass doesn't hurt sales and Game Pass is totally fine and it it, it promotes sales, right? You guys have constantly shoved that back in my face. I constantly had to hear the quotation from Phil Spencer that people on Game Pass, they spend more money, you know? I had, I had to constantly hear that from people. That, yep, yep, these people spend more money, these people spend more money. And now that we have documentation direct from Microsoft that that's not true, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move the goalposts and completely change the framing of the argument? That's, that's what we're going to do? We're going to completely reframe the argument and be like, oh, but it's good for indies and um, we, we, you know, third-party titles are probably doing great and 
Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we're we're just gonna reframe the entire discussion now that your your rebuttal is in tatters on the ground, according to Microsoft themselves. Like, literally, Microsoft has said, that, "Yeah, this is having a cannibalizing effect on sales," and we're we're seeing that people literally come to the platform and they expect Game Pass to be how they interact with the platform. So we're gonna re now. Now we got to reframe the whole argument. We got to restructure the whole thing. I was okay with the acquisition, says Agent Slick Slayer. Microsoft has put gamers first in recent years, but then Mixer happened and Halo Infinite happened. I earn enough to purchase the game, says Mantis, that I want, and most of the games I want aren't on Game Pass. MW2, Cyberpunk, Elden Ring, Hogwarts, and Sekiro are all on my Series X. None are on Game Pass. Game Pass is amazing for the consumer and terrible for the business. It sounds like you're arguing with a fanboy. They don't understand logic. I try not to throw around insults if, uh, you know, if if people are not necessarily seeing my version or my side. I try not to do that. I do think that sometimes people are going, as we say, they're going full fandom. They're more concerned about fandom than they are, you know, the, the 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 quality of games or services. Like we've all said that many of us have been trying to say that Xbox Game Pass is going to have a diluting effect on game quality. It can have a diluting effect on revenue streams, and we're seeing that start to come home to roost. That he says, to be fair, I do spend more in a year in Game Pass than on games. Right, but that's not the issue, Teddy. You have to think about every single game that launches markets to a certain subset of the market that potentially could be generating sales, and they're not generating sales if those games are on Game Pass. Lono, you insult me all the time, and I'm the most nice viewer you've ever had. You'll get over it. I think. <laughs> Asian Slick Slayer says they cannot be trusted to produce good content unless they change their hiring policies and will just ruin big popular titles revenue streams game quality innovation the model will change flat fee for the title and different levels of game pass subs for different services to the consumer i was speaking on the comment phil used game pass members spend more oh so right i mean you could say that oh yeah i mean is somebody that's buying like one or two games a year ends up spending more on game pass than you know, the person that's not on Game Pass and buys one or two games a year. That's true. As someone who spent my early childhood with PlayStation and Nintendo and later grew up with two generations of Xbox, even I can see both sides have variations, but it doesn't matter uh, who was better. It's about who currently is and on track to dominate. Kenneth says, it's all these YouTubers that keep pushing what Phil has said ad nauseum uh, that have Xbox fans in denial. It, uh, You know, I try not to go that route, Kenneth, but I've said that before. I think sometimes when someone comes here, they're expecting me to be hyper fanboy. Like, I'm either super pro PlayStation or super pro Xbox, which then means I'm against the other side. And I'm like, no, I'm, I like both sides for different reasons. And I'm critical of both sides. Like I said, like I, I was irritated with Sony at the Super Bowl. 
like PlayStation gets everybody's attention, everybody gets real excited and wound up about God of War Ragnarok, and then they don't do anything. I was like, why? Why would you do that? I've, I, you know, and I also think the PS Plus, the way it's offered and set up on the console, I don't think it looks very good. I think it needs to be reassessed and readjusted. It's not doing that great. And then I look at Game Pass and I look at Xbox. And I have similar ideas and criticisms about how they're running things. Yo, smooth jazz. First order of coffee. He got two bags of Frickmas. He got almost $8 off his order using the code GETFRICKED. Get fricked in February, guys. Make sure and use that code. Get a discount on the coffee. We're moving through our holiday blend in February. My man, Agent Slick Slayer says, Hey, that member number hasn't moved in a while. It's time that we move it. Takes it to 33. He's gifting five members to Zingaro, New Attitude Media, Nolo Abel, Sofa Matic, and... Why do I only see four? What's going on? One, two, three, four. Where's the fifth member? What's going on? Much love. Second time ordering some good stuff. Guys, Smooth Jazz just gave the coffee a good testimonial in the chat. Says, much love. Second time ordering. It's good stuff. Thank you very, very much. Every 25, I owe you five. And I'll do it at the end of the stream. So keep sticking around, keep smashing like, keep chatting. If you want to get one of those members, we'll do it at the end of this stream. You would need to play four AAA games that are $60 to make Game Pass worth it. And I'm the first to admit that I haven't been over that mark, but I still sub to Game Pass. PC, by the way. Yo, my man kicking it with Timmy B, jumping back in as a member. Thank you so much for renewing. Microsoft has stated that it's aware that the Xbox Game Pass subscription services potentially cannibalizes regular game sales. Yeah, that's like literally from them. Pro Sony is not equal to anti-Microsoft. Right. Wait, what was, what, what was Frostbite saying? You are pro Sony. You've said multiple times you prefer Sony. Being Preferring Sony doesn't make me pro Sony. You're putting me in a category that I reject. I reject your categorization of me. You don't get to put me in a category. I'll put you in a category of 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 something. Well, I'm trying I'm trying not to snap back at people like you because I think some of you are clip farming. You try to get me irritated and you want me to call you stupid or something. Reforge Gaming can't handle criticism. Yes, that's true. As I sit down in a chair every single day and debate people for multiple hours at a time about subjects. Literally, the entire channel is built off that concept. But you're right, I can't handle criticism. Literally been creating content for almost a decade, but oof, criticism really shakes me in my boots. Oh, look how I cower before your your criticism. I'll be honest, if Microsoft competes, or completes the deal, I don't feel it will move the needle for Microsoft to gain market share. What do you mean they'll have tons more market share, Tiny Toot? What do you mean? Very true. Why are you blocking me from chatting on my other account? <laughs> Literally banavating. Talk about talk about being sensitive. Your jimmies are that ruffled. You got blocked and you decided to come back on an alt. <laughs> you have zero self-awareness. Good morning. I already read that. Uh, None of those are facts. That's the words of a spokesperson means nothing. See, here's the thing about your position, Frostbite. Here's the thing about your position. Your position is irrelevant and inconsequential. Because as soon as you have something contrary to your position, you reject it as, oh, that's just from a spokesperson. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft submitted a document to the CMA that concludes that Game Pass is having an impact on game sales. There's a measurable decline in game sales in relation to when Game Pass launched, as well as when games hit Game Pass, but I reject that. No, 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 no. That's just a spokesperson talking. Like, I don't understand. They're not facts. So when that spokesperson goes to the CMA and says, these are things that we've noticed, these are trends within our reports that we've noticed, those aren't facts? What are you talking about? What are facts then to you? Are facts headlines that conveniently support your a priori position? Facts are facts? Like, okay, that's a tautology. You're not stating anything. Facts are facts is not a statement. It's nonsensical cows are cows like define it like real numbers so because they came with summary statements and didn't give concrete numbers it's 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 irrelevant to you so if i come to you and i say yeah according to our data um the the red cars are selling less than the blue cars by a significant margin and you're like that's not a fact yeah, I, I, they're, they're, unless I see the actual numbers, that's not a fact. And I'd be like, okay, I, I don't understand. I, you can speak in a factual way without literal rigidity number delivery. What are your thoughts on the subpoena that Microsoft put on Sony? They look stupid. I, they're like the judge sided with Sony. Microsoft is asking for too much. They look dumb. Like, according to Sony, Microsoft didn't just want documents and emails. They were asking for internal performance reviews. <laughs> and the judge says, no, yeah, I agree with Sony. Sony's demonstrated good cause for relief. They don't have to give you that. Like, people say all sorts of things. That doesn't mean it's true. Here's the problem with people like you, Frostbite. You are an ideologue. You argue from a position that's not falsifiable. It's not worth talking to you. It isn't. You're a you you like I don't you you are a waste of breath. I mean that. I want you to feel that, right? You enter the discussion and interacting with you is a waste of time because you will not be convinced or swayed by facts, which means talking to you is wasted effort. It's it, I I'd, I'd have I'd have an easier time convincing the wall to move like it's an unfalsifiable position new information comes along and you just denounce it well you, no you know, it's just a spokesperson people say things all the time it's a waste of time it's it's totally a waste of time it's just this convenient exit strategy of like well my position's being demolished by facts so i'll act as if the facts aren't facts and all that person's just blowing smoke so a Microsoft spokesperson's lying to a regulatory body so that your position can stay intact. Eugene says, Microsoft goes in front of a regulatory agency tasked with determining the impact of the acquisition on the market, and they provide evidence that their own platform hurt sales markets. And they do it. Why? Right. Like, keep insulting the chat and you won't have a channel. I appreciate your, in- I appreciate your advice. Thank you hearsay <laughs> are you are you Amber Heard's lawyer <laughs> hearsay there are documents it's public record you don't even know what hearsay means it's not hearsay 
They lit. They literally. They submitted documents publicly viewable. That's verifiable. This isn't hearsay. Insulting one person in chats, hardly everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm putting on a, a a show for everybody hanging out. I'm putting on a show for everybody hanging out. Unfortunately, unfortunately, every time I do this with folks like you, it hurts viewership. It does. It does. We've ever since I've been going down this rabbit trail with you, people leave because it's not entertaining to watch someone plug their ears and put on a blindfold. Like that's not a discussion. It isn't. I can't give people like you quarter anymore. It's easy, but it's not substantive content. It's easy to smack you around the room with facts and documents and direct quotes, but people leave because they're like, this is obnoxious. This is, this is not a good interchange. Like we start out really strong with these topics all the time. High value, all these facts. I do a 35 minute show open. It's well researched. It's well documented. And then you come in and say, uh, hearsay. You, you, you walk in the room with an unfalsifiable position and you ruin the quality of the stream. You do. You lower the value that I deliver to people because instead of having a discussion in good faith, you move the goalposts, you reject certain things, and you just plug your ears and close your eyes. It's a devaluation of what I try to do. I will debate people all day long. I do it all of the time. People come in here and they go round and round for me, pound for pound. But the minute they start going down this weird, not in good faith, unfalsifiable position argumentation, it hurts the stream. It literally hurts the stream because you are damaging the dialogue. So I have to move on. I do. Somebody over here uh, pinned a comment. Getting frustrated uh, because someone won't listen to fact that is documented. It's not hearsay. Right. Right. My publisher stepped on a B. We need a champion for the other side that isn't a goof. I welcome it right now. Anybody that's in support of this deal, I want to know why you're in support of this deal. Hang on a minute. As a consumer, I want you to argue as a consumer. Why is this a good deal? Chapter 8 with a $10 tip. A man with a conviction is a hard man to change. Tell him you disagree and he turns away. Show him facts or figures and he questions your sources. Appeal to logic and he fails to see your point. I don't like that that says a man with conviction though. I have plenty of convictions. And I don't... I'm always open to new information. I've adjusted some of my positions literally on this very topic because I I was one of the people on record saying, I think Game Pass is a centrality to Microsoft's strategy. I think Game Pass is their big is their big winning ticket. And then they came out and said, no, it's like 15% of our revenue. I don't support the deal. What? I don't understand. Why don't you support it? It sounds like you've been in support of it this entire time. Thank you for the $10 tip, by the way, Chapter 8. I appreciate you. It's easier to propagandize someone than to convince someone that they've been propagandized. It's not a good deal as a consumer, says Garrett. In the long run, a few companies owning everything means less quality. Microsoft's already the biggest company in the space. It doesn't need more power. This guy says you can lead... 
they won't take a shower. That is so wrong. I actually thought you made a mistake, and that's why I allowed your message through. I thought like, oh, text-to-speech. Text-to-speech got messed up. So Microsoft is the bad guy now, and Sony's always right. Is that what this podcast is all about? Well, I suppose what we could make the podcast about right now is really bad conclusions jumped to by people that don't listen, and it would you would you would take center stage. You're you're not listening if you have to, like. When have I ever said Sony is always right? This deal's not even about Sony. That's literally in the opening to my show. This is bigger than Sony and Call of Duty. The regulatory bodies are concerned about market disruption of cloud gaming, which they see as a huge future element of the gaming world, as well as mobile. I, 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 when have I ever said anything this morning to make you think that, like, oh yeah, Sony's always right? What? You know what's funny? The invocation of Sony into the discussion comes from not me. I've not invoked Sony to this morning, other than to say in passing that this is far bigger than Sony in Call of Duty. You still would get all of these games? You, but, but, but do you know that? Do you know that? Listen, I can't help but look at the coverage. Look at the coverage of Halo. Look at the coverage of 343. Look at the info coming out from former 343 employees talking about the 18-month contractual thing that they have to do under Microsoft's ownership. I can't help but look at that and say, I really don't want Microsoft to own any more studios. I would be worried right now if Microsoft was trying to buy any studio. Any studio. I'd be like, oh, come on. Look at what happened with 343 and Halo. We're already hearing worrying things about Fable. Golly. I like I don't like Microsoft's strategy and treatment of developers and property. I don't like it. I don't think it's good. That's not me being anti-Microsoft. That's literally just business analysis. I'm like looking at it and thinking in a in a creative environment i think the 18 month contractual policy is incredibly stupid and short-sighted i think we have evidence of this now in 343 we have it in spades we have it in convincing and compelling spades to say this is not a good environment this is not conducive to creation and then i look at game pass and i think yep this has got to be bad for game sales this has got to have a cannibal cannibalistic effect on game sales microsoft i made a video uh, a couple of weeks ago or early January or late December, what does Microsoft need to do in 2023? And what did I say? They need to foster an ecosystem of purchase. And here I sit in February, Microsoft submits a document to the CMA and says, yeah, Game Pass has a cannibalistic effect on purchasing. So I look at all of that and that's just business analysis. That's just me saying, well, I don't, I don't know, man. I think they need to change their, their, their approach. I think they need to change their strategy. I think they need to consider doing things differently. I don't think they should have the 18 month contractual policy in place. And all of that leads me to conclude. I don't want you to own more games and more property because I don't like the way you treat your property. I don't like the way you treat your employees. I think we get bad games as a result. And the best example I can give you is their flagship title, Halo. If they're willing to let Halo fall that far down the stairs, what do you think they're going to do with Fable or Hellblade 2 or Starfield or Redfall? My, my, my argument's based on business 
and demonstrable evidence in the market that games are not coming out in a good way underneath their ownership. And now we have economic reasons to be concerned about Game Pass and the impact it has from Microsoft themselves. Doom was 17 months. Lono, for Microsoft, it was either make Game Pass work or death. Game Pass was pitched to keep Xbox alive. Microsoft likes subscriptions. Now, I think Microsoft chose death. That's a consensus now. Does no one remember Crackdown 3? Another one. Another another overpromised game under Microsoft's ownership that's a joke. Crackdown 3 is so bad, you don't even remember it. Oh, uh, what's the other one? Scalebound. What? Another? That's another. That's another title. <sighs> Microsoft's ownership, baby. There we go. Let's let's hand them. Let's hand them Activision Blizzard. They're doing a bang up job with all their property. Gee, many freaking Christmas. You 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 can't keep leaning on four to five. And if again, if you want to look at High on Life and Hi-Fi Rush as examples of like, oh look, we can get good games from Microsoft. Come on, that is not at all that convincing. And and were those game are are those game companies owned? Hi-Fi Rush is that company's owned by Microsoft? Are they not? Or did Microsoft publish? Do they own both of those game companies? Those those studios? Oh, and Psychonauts 2. I'll give you Psychonauts 2. When were they purchased, though? That's always the question. Those weren't owned. Yes, they are owned. Doom, did I thank you for your 17 months? Oh, yeah, I did. Thank you for 17 months, Doom. Crackdown was not owned by Microsoft? What are you talking about? Crackdown 3? I, that's a fir- I, th- I swore that was a first-party title. What do you mean? Hi-Fi Rush is published by Bethesda. There you go. There you go. How long was Hi-Fi Rush in development before Microsoft even owned them? That's ba- that. See, that's just like Starfield and Redfall. Like you can't. I can't really count those. Like I need to see games underneath, not Squanch games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zenimax. Yeah, yeah. Hi-Fi was greenlit in 2017. Crackdown 3. Uh, published by Microsoft Studios for Windows and Xbox One. Yeah. That's a first-party title. Crackdown 3 is a first-party title. Xbox is the publisher. Microsoft is the publisher. I don't know if the studio is... A first-party owned studio, but the, the the game was. Why are you hoping Xbox goes under? I'm not hoping they go under. I don't want that. The studio was not okay. They lost that developer mid-development. Yeah, Scalebound was a Microsoft IP. I just, I don't know, like. I'm not wishing for their death or their downfall. That's not the kind of content I create. I think like a gamer, baby. I'm like, I don't know, bro. I, I don't know, man. This I, Microsoft's got a real shaky record right now. Their properties, their games are all kind of, they're all kind of eh. 
They're all kind of eh. Not you alone. I was replying to somebody in chat. I can't see the pin coming out. Sp- Scalebound was a platinum IP that Microsoft was going to publish. Creature says the reality of it is simple. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Bill Hewlett, and David Packer uh, were was always of software. It will never translate to gaming, and Microsoft is built on embracing that. It's why they have failed, and why they will continue to fail until they change the way that they approach game development. Just go back to 2015 and compare, says Eugene. All you need to do. Well, what's the solution, says Solemn. Microsoft doesn't make the games, so even if they fire the leadership at all these companies that are making the bad games, who's going to find who's going to find the better ones? And these companies to manage themselves. I I I I got to put a lot of blame on the 18-month contractual policy. I'm just going to keep banging on that drum. Space Dope King with a $2 tip. Xbox last 10 games, 86 meta average, but yeah, 10 years ago. Saying the company is doing things wrong is not a death wish. It's a wish to be better. Why do people always do this? If you speak against something, that means you hate it. Well, I think somebody in the tickety-tock chat was saying they hope they go under. Even though they price hiked too. Who wants to bet Crossfire X was not included in that Metacritic average? Was Crossfire just a Game Pass game though, right? That wasn't a first party title. You've insulted my machine of choice and my honor. (laughs) Why didn't Microsoft pursue a sequel to Sunset Overdrive or more exclusives like Quantum Break from Remedy or even another Titanfall from EA? They just don't care anymore. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true because you're going to have a new Gears game come out and you're going to have Hellblade 2. I don't think they're like anti-sequel. They also published Ori and the Will of the Wisps, did they not? That's a, excuse me, that's a sequel. Yeah, Crossfire is a 505 game. I think they just put it on Game Pass, which probably didn't help it like at all because it was a bad game that a bunch of people got to play on, on a subscription service play for five minutes and you're like you know what I mean this guy says L takes L person massive L overall quit streaming and I hope you decline well I hope you get to a place in life where where you know you feel better about yourself you know what I mean I hope you get to a place in life where you feel better about yourself and like your anger and your sadness and your discontentment doesn't force you to do things like you just did I don't like what you're saying and therefore I wish you to decline and not be successful. That's It's an insecure and unstable person that's just typed that. Not to mention devs seemingly have a history of running away from Microsoft whenever they get a chance. I mean, PlayStation Studios has a Metacritic average of like, what, like 85? But then Sony Interactive Entertainment's got a 74, and then Microsoft Game Studios has a 75. Metacritic's not the be-all, end-all. I mean, it can give you a slight barometer. L, mad at the world. L, wishing your fortune on others. Yeah, I can't imagine being that untethered. Lono, I wonder if gamers know there was never been a Microsoft executive exclusive game that was nominated for Game of the Year. Right, like I, I don't think they're, I don't think their games, um, they don't, they don't do that well. That's not a slam. That's not a slam. Their games just don't do that well. 
they've they don't have a great track record right now again I am not taking a shot if you just do a basic analysis of their games and how their games perform I it it doesn't they they don't have a great track record like it's real real inconsistent now again that doesn't mean that they can't have good games it doesn't mean that they can't have uh you know solid games coming out but I I'm here to tell you if I'm looking at their track record and their properties and what they own and 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 how their games perform and how their games get nominated I'm like brother I don't want them to own more studios I want them to buckle down with their existing studios Yo what's good Jeratol I have high hopes for Hellblade 2 I do too but again I we, we don't know how much of an influence Microsoft's even going to have on that title when did they get Ninja Theory? At what point did they acquire them? Hilly says, I took a look today at what I can play on PC. What can my wife and I play on PS5? What has Microsoft bought to this generation in the way of first party? It's not objectively strong, and some of the titles don't even uh, land in my wheelhouse. That's subjective, but I'm not alone. I just don't uh, like Metacritic because it's a broken site. At least like 60% of the time I try to submit a review, it refuses to go through. Really? I don't think their goals are to be the game of the year to begin with. And how much value does being game of the year voted by Jeff Keighley really hold for them to care that much? To act like game companies don't care about game, game nominations and game awards? I think they care. I think it's actually quite helpful to their titles and their brand. The initiative is a prime example of what Microsoft does whenever it's in charge of management, whenever they're in charge, management needs to go. I feel like Microsoft doesn't step in as much as they should. It should have been obvious that Halo Infinite's development was horrible. Right. It's one of those situations where if you're, you're, you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. But at the same time, it's like, how could you not have more of a hand of all the games to be hands off with why would you be hands off with that one right why would you be hands off with that game like that that one doesn't make any sense to me like you you think there would have been a far more symbiotic relationship now i don't know how much work microsoft's doing on starfield but there's been interviews that have indicated that they have Xbox engineers helping them optimize Starfield for their platforms. And I think that's related to the Series S. I think the Series S is, I think it's struggling with Starfield. And I think that the the engineers are stepping in to try to help. We've already seen them push out an update that, um... You know, devs were asking for more memory allocation on the Series S. The memory bottleneck is a problem, and at the request of developers, Microsoft increased how much they could get. Now, it wasn't a very significant amount, but... <clears throat> I don't think certain uh, Microsoft staples would ever win Game of the Year. Halo, Flight Sim, Forza, and Gears doesn't matter how good they are. I mean, it does kind of feel like the Oscars in the realm of 
there are certain movie types that just lend themselves to winning movie of the year best picture I should say I, I'll agree with that that it is hard for certain times like when we look at like a Spider-Man 2 I think we just all kind of instinctively know that that game type will have a hard time winning game of the year even if it's phenomenal especially in a year where Final Fantasy 16 and Zelda game are landing I might worry that Starfield, when that game's finally released, it'll end up like Cyberpunk. Maybe. As far as like a weaker a weaker system trying to run it, yeah. And they have tons of Series S's in circulation. Hogwarts apparently runs between 40 and 60 FPS on the Series S. That's a pretty large window. I don't think Hogwarts will get game of the year. I think it'll get art direction and potentially original soundtrack. It doesn't. It, it'll have a hard time winning adventure or RPG categories because of the game's launching, and it'll really. I think it'll struggle to to win game of the year because again, you got Final Fantasy 16, Diablo 4, and Zelda are all going to be tough to beat in respective categories of like RPG, action adventure, open world. Uh, you know, game of the year. They're going to be really tough to beat. Winning game of the year is like having a free Christmas marketing campaign. Yeah, I, I would I would say that it's it's pretty important to win those. Could we get fifty more likes on the YouTube video? That would be amazing. We could maybe put some put some juice in the tank here and seventeen more members. I'll have to gift ten instead of just five. Thanks for pushing that member goal strong today. Uh, let me give you an actual member count because when we hit two thousand, you guys will get Star Wars Episode Three is the next watch party uh, movie that we would be doing. We were at eighteen oh eight. We are officially on the 200 member walk to uh, to that to the next milestone to the next to the next incentive. If a game is good enough to win game of the year, would the people that already watch that kind of stuff already have bought the game? Because word of mouth has already shown how good it is by the end. I, I, by the end of the year, how much would it boost that specific award providing? I mean. I'll, you would you would just have to just study basic top of mind marketing and the value of being literally in headlines everywhere for free. Like you're 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 trying to think of it so narrowly. You're like, well, the only people that really pay attention to that probably already bought the game. Oh, okay, that 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 the marketing campaign that they don't have to spend any money for after they win game of the year is worth millions of dollars. You're literally in every headline, every tweet thread, every YouTube video. Everyone's talking about you. You don't think there was a boost in Elden Ring sales in the wake of it winning Game of the Year? It was being talked about everywhere. Paul says right here, Elden Ring got a boost, but it could be because of the PvP DLC. Yeah, I mean, they got a big boost in percentage of, of players, for sure. And that might have been a boost in sales as well. You'd have to look at sales charts, not just player numbers. That could have been just people coming back to the game because they're like, they got reminded to play, or as you're saying, the PvP thing. Uh, Elden Ring went from 11th in sales to 7th. Yeah, like Elden Ring literally jumped from 11th in sales to 7th. Do you see what I'm saying? That, that, that right there demonstrates 
that your argument isn't even actually that solid. It did impact sales quite a bit. They, they jumped four places in the monthly ranking of sales in December. So in November, they were in 11th, and they jumped all the way to 7th in December. That's, ra- that's in the wake of winning game of the year. That's a big, that's a big jump. I'm sure there was, but it's worth so much that you should be striving as Microsoft to be trying to make all your games achieve that because I don't see that as being their goals, which was my point to begin with. Yes, but you're acting as if that's a way, that's a, that, that's a thing to strive after. We got to make our game be game of the year. If you make an amazing game, it might get a nomination. Like one, one precludes the other. You should be you should be striving to make great games. I don't think they strive to make great games. I think they strive to get product out the door. I think there's a big difference. You can, you play a game like Elden Ring, you play a game like Ragnarok and you know you're playing something where they strove for excellence. And then you play Halo Infinite and you're like they got a product out the door. You see what I'm saying? Like go play Crackdown 3. They just got the product out the door. That's the issue. It's not like, I'm not saying they should strive to go for Game of the Year. You're never going to win Game of the Year. You're not even going to get a nomination if you're just pushing product instead of pushing excellence. Even games that got nominated for Game of the Year and didn't win, you can just sense the difference in their quality. It just feels like a a different philosophical approach to game design. Someone commented that no Xbox games were uh, Game of the Year versus Sony, which is why I made that comment. And it doesn't, it doesn't even matter because it's clearly not their goal. Right, but the, the point is, he wasn't saying that, that that should be their goal. He was saying, just if you're just analyzing the market, they're not even ever getting nominations or Game of the Year awards. They're not even getting to that caliber. They're not getting to that caliber. So, Forza 5 and Gears 5 are the last games I've played for Xbox. Hi-Fi counts too, I guess. It's like Hogwarts. I see the actual passion the devs put into the game, unlike Microsoft who just pushes the product. Sony's 12 live service games will be nothing but products. I agree. Is it hard to be be that intolerably... silly like does it take great effort you know what I mean so there's a conversation happening and you're like what's the dumbest most non-relatable thing I can say for attention like that's got to be pretty tiring you've been here all morning like doesn't that just wear you out to not just have authentic interaction organic interaction with the conversation the constant invocation of like an anti-Sony swipe? Aren't you tired from doing that? It's got to be mentally taxing to be so committed. That's my biggest concern and disappointment with Microsoft right now. They're managing games like business software. They don't know how to handle creative works and it seems to be getting worse. <clears throat> you think the live service version of Tlu and Horizon Forbidden West will be nothing but product? Right, like I... Crackdown 3 also got a giant downgrade and was in dev hell. Right, but that's my point. Like, if you look at Crackdown 3 and then you look at all the reports coming out of 343, this seems like it's endemic to working under Microsoft ownership. And it makes me concerned. Like, they they own some property that I really, really like. Like, 
I have a vested interest in this discussion. One of my favorite games of all time is Hellblade, and Hellblade 2 is sitting over there, and I'm thinking, oh, please, please don't suck. Oh my gosh. It's almost, it's, it's almost nerve-wracking. It's like, oh my word. I really, really hope they're not being put through the ringer of contractual nonsense that 343 was put through. This is too dark. There we go. That has more like lighting parity. My two cameras weren't like synced up with like white balance. Crackdown was in development hell because of Microsoft. That's nobody else's fault. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if, you know, I don't necessarily know if that's their, if that's their thought of, um, are, 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 is, is their, is their goal to be hands off to the point that games are mismanaged or are they creating environments where games are mismanaged? Like, which is the most likely thing that's going on? Microsoft's being hands-off and all these studios are stupid and inept. Or is a more likely explanation that these studios are struggling to operate under contractual obligations that are not conducive to how they do business. Like, I, I feel that Microsoft's fostering the environment. It doesn't stand to reason that, like, you suddenly get backed by one of the biggest companies in the world and you, and, and everybody comes inept under that ownership. Like, not everybody, right? There are companies that are getting stuff out the door. There are companies that are having good titles. I don't want to make it sound like, like everything under their ownership is bad. But when Crackdown 3 and, and Halo both go through similar things, it's like, what are y'all doing over there? Just think about it. Game of the Year started in 2014 which we had nine of them, and Microsoft never had an exclusive game that was nominated uh, to not win, but nominated. Right, they don't even get the nominations. <clears throat> Creature says, I've been saying it... <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been saying it for years. You cannot build a game the same way that you build Outlook. It will not work. <clears throat> right, it's a software idea, and it doesn't work for creative process. Crackdown 3 tried to have fully destructible hang on a second I have like a tickle and okay I think I got it Crackdown 3 tried to have fully destructible world with cloud technology but it just didn't work out they also switched devs right I'm again I'm not saying that it's all Microsoft's fault that's not what I'm saying that isn't what I'm saying is if 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 this is sort of endemic to to working under Microsoft ownership then we have plenty of reason to say I, I don't want you to own more property you need you, you, you buy you buy a game company and you put them through a terrible acquisition process like, has 343 flourished under Microsoft's ownership? I mean, has it? 
they're one of the they're they're one of the more longer standing studios. So like, w- would it stand to reason that there's a deg- there's there's almost like a, a trajectory of degradation under their ownership? You you get you get bought by them, and then years later you you can't even launch a game. You can't even launch a game. And you get all these companies, you get all these companies, I'm sorry, you get all these former employees coming out and saying, well, yeah, management's terrible, leadership's terrible, the contractual policy's terrible. It's, you know, so do we look at Microsoft and say, well, that, you know, 343, you know, really dropped the ball? Or would you say, where was the oversight? Where's the accountability? Wasn't 343 created by Microsoft to take over Halo? Yeah. I own both consoles. We're highlighting Xbox's failures, but not Sony's. Or Spoken Anyone. It's not a Sony title. It's just a recent example. People get off uh, Sony's nuts. Yeah, For Spoken's not a Sony title. It's a two it's a it's a timed exclusive. Like if Tomb Raider, if the second Tomb Raider game was really, really bad, would we have been like, yeah. That's on Microsoft because they paid for a one-year exclusive. Like, what are we talking about here? You remember when Deathloop was a one-year exclusive on the PlayStation Five, but was owned by Microsoft? Did that make that a Sony title? Like, logically, let's try to have consistent logic here. Sony get paying for for first-party exclusivity makes it a Sony title. Then Deathloop was a Sony title, even though it was owned by Microsoft at the time. Like, well, I said Forspoken was going to reflect poorly on PS5. I said, well, not not PS5. I said Forspoken was going to reflect reflect poorly on PlayStation. I took I took one look at that. I took one look at that gameplay the one day we started breaking it down and frame by framing it. And then I played the demo and I thought, no, nope, this game is going to flop and it's going to flop hard and it's going to reflect poorly on PlayStation. But it's not a PlayStation game. <clears throat> and plus the topic of today's stream the title and thumbnail is the Xbox Activision news so yes we're talking about Xbox it's like it's like the kid that gets in trouble and goes to the principal's office and starts talking about somebody else like where are you gonna get are you gonna get Jamie down here Jamie's just as bad as me like we're not talking about Jamie right now we're talking about talking about you I remember you saying that yeah, I like I was as as a, as someone who enjoys my PlayStation and I I for all intents and purposes should have loved Forspoken. It's right up my alley. I love open world third person action adventure games. And I like this is awful. This is a terrible game. Forspoken for Sony is kind of like Crossfire X for Xbox. So even in that fair conspar- comparison, Forspoken is a much better product. What's funny is the combat in Hogwarts Legacy is what the combat in Forspoken wanted to be. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that crazy that like Hogwarts, the game that everybody was concerned about the combat because it's just a wand, ended up being a, 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 I would say a fairly superior combat system. <laughs> oh golly. I really like the combat in, in Hogwarts. Deathloop was painfully average. I don't get why it got 9s and 10s. To this day, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I To this day, I, I still can't make heads or tails of that one. 
you guys are enjoying the show on YouTube, try to show some appreciation. Hit subscribe. That enables you to talk in my chat. Subscribing is totally free on YouTube. Uh, you can click the dollar sign or the join button. Consider becoming a paying member. That'll get you into my members-only Discord and extra streams and content, behind-the-scenes looks. And then uh, this member goal, when we hit it, I gift five. So every 25, I get five. So we might be able to hit 50 today. And smash a like button. Hit and like is free, and it helps more people find the video. Spoken isn't the best thing in the world, but the game is fun. It's pretty, it, it, it hasn't done very well. The reviews are pretty poor. Performance is pretty poor. I'm not saying that there's not things there to like. There are glimmers and moments where I'm like, this game could have been something very special, and it just isn't. I actually like Forspoken. I think you have to play the actual game versus the demo because the content for the character makes sense after playing the actual game. I played the actual game, I got a code for it, and I found it to be just as bad as the demo. Doesn't matter either way. Though I think the market leader can be kicked down a few pegs, they're not perfect either. Where are Sony's live service games, not counting Bungo? Okay, so when they say their plan is to bring 12 live service games by the end of, what was it, 2025 or 2026, you're like, where are they? They're being developed. They'll be launching soon? Gran Turismo, I think, being the only one currently. Yo, Lazaro with a gifted membership pushing us to 34. Thank you, Lazaro. Like, like, imagine going to Sony and being like, where are your live service games, bro? 18 months ago, you said you were going to launch 12 live service games by the end of 2026. Where are they, bro? Why don't you turn around and ask Xbox where their freaking games are? Like, who cares about the live service game count from, from Sony? Who cares? Microsoft came and launched a dadgum game. Five gifted members from Casual Grinder. Let's go, man. You guys are owning this thing. We're going to hit that 2,000 member goal. I know we are. It's fun. Those Star Wars watch parties are fun. My wife and I really enjoy doing those with you guys. Mark Nash, Hawk, Adrian, Proto, and Riley, y'all got gifted. The third one. Yeah, we, we, we don't have enough people for it yet, babe. We're in like the 1800s. Give me one second, chat. <laughs> we're on the third one yeah but we gotta unlock it my wife's like come on people it's the only time he'll watch it with me the third Star Wars movie T-Bone with a $5 tip Lona remembers how Game Pass hurt Outriders uh, and how reporting on it hey man I, Microsoft's confirming all of our worst fears about Game Pass's impact on game sales taking us to 44 Rainbow Thank you, Rainbow. That, is that your first time gifting members, Rainbow? Thanks for jumping in. That's awesome. Carlos Morales, Jeff Warner, Rip Runs on Plants, Ink Sanity, my boy Ink Sanity, and Games We Love RA. Games We Love has been here all morning talking and com- contributing to the dialogue. You guys all got gifted members, taking us to 44. Do you have any family near the train derailment in Ohio? Crazy situation? Mm, I don't know. Uh, uh, what part of Ohio? Uh, catastrophic. <laughs> mm. East Palestine, Ohio. I don't know where that is. East Palestine, Ohio. Yo, I get the member from Sorcerer. Let me look at the map. 
Um, hang on a minute. I got to add sorcerers. Taking us to 45 members on the day. Uh, it's close to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of close to where my people are from. But not close enough that I don't. Well, I don't. I, they might not be affected by it. Yo, T Bone with a big one. T Bone with a big one. Ten gifted members from my man T Bone. It goes to about seventy-five llamas. King Retro Bone Slide Clean Phil D. Excuse me, Richard Rodriguez, Mike Yitto, Rob Kurt Landis, AK Twenty Four Seven Gaming, and the Slickness. I recognize almost all of those names taking us well over the finish line i owe you guys even more now we've still got time to keep pushing it keep hitting big goals i I owe you uh 10 members right now i'll do it at the end of the stream that's a great way to reward the people that stick around and support and watch lono have you ever been told you have dennis miller energy when you go into insult mode i don't think i've ever been told that no yo dustin welcome back in that seven months gonna switch to xbox enjoy some uh hogwarts legacy thanks so much rainbow we'll be switching to hogwarts legacy gameplay shortly and we're kind of testing whether or not uh gameplay will get support on a game like that this far after release so the weekend was obviously very good for the game um you're not playing wild hearts that's later this week i can't play wild hearts right now wild hearts is on like thursday isn't it I'm pretty sure the Wild Hearts release date is like Thursday or Friday. What does Microsoft do now with CMA blocking the deal? It's a provisional thing, Tiny Toot, that Microsoft has until March 1st to respond to. Two hours ago? N- no. Where? The 10 hour early access trial? What? How? It's literally in Steam with the launch date of like Thursday or Friday. Wild Hearts releases Thursday the 16th, according to Steam. A two spot from Hilly. 6,999,496. All of the gifted folks are great, but come on. Thank you so much. On Game Pass? EA Play? Never mind. Bad Intel. EA Play promo. Oh. Game Pass Ultimate. 10 hours of access. Oh, oh, oh. So people are using EA Play to, to do like the... Okay, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we've got our site set on that game. That'll be an afternoon. That'll literally be one afternoon. I, I That's not a game that we'll put much time into. Um that's just not that's not a game I'm going to be able to do much with other than show it off for an afternoon and be like hey check this game out I'll give you you know first impressions and and you know early thoughts but outside of that you know we'll we'll do that this week obviously wow it really didn't like me uploading a thumbnail sorry just drop frames I've uploaded thumbnail changes before. I can always do that on my 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 streaming rig instead. It did not like that. 
<laughs> is Hitman World of Assassination on consoles? Hitman World of Assassination is just like the new title for the game, is it not? It's going to be like the central hub for all the stuff that they do. That's what I thought they were doing. Just catching the end of the stream, how do you like Hogwarts? It has far exceeded my expectations. I'm bummed I didn't get to play it over the weekend. I was literally trying to convince my wife that we should play it in the evenings, like each on our own TV. We didn't try it. I don't think she was won over. She actually said she liked the game on Friday night when she checked it out. It's a roguelike Hitman. See, it's not just a roguelike Hitman, though. Like, Hitman's now under a, a more, like, a global title, and then they're adding, like, a roguelike mode. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not... They're, they're not launching a roguelike... Well, they are and they aren't. Like, the rogue mode is coming to the game, but the game's changing its name. And... You know, didn't want to get off the game. Yeah, she ended up streaming. We ended up streaming really late that night. She was really enjoying playing. It's just such a shame there's no co-op. That's like my that's like my biggest disappointment with the game. I missed a Friday night stream. How'd Madam like it? I didn't get to play over the weekend because my wife took over. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, she liked it quite a bit. We did the we did the the, the quiz before we played the game, and she got sorted into Ravenclaw. Hogwarts Legacy is a must play in my opinion. Even so, even more so if you're a Harry Potter fan, I can't put the game down. It's good. It's good. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping when I do gameplay today that it gets support. I this morning is kind of a mixed response. We had a very very strong turnout, but I wasn't sure like we wait about a month we wait a long time before covering this because we know it gets a little it gets a little contentious and I don't like talking about this that often. Um, that's why my show open was so long. It was a 35 minute opening monologue because there was so much I had to recap. I wish I could play Legacy with my wife. She isn't a gamer at all, but she's liking it. Yeah, yeah, like non-gamers are, are, are flocking to it and enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, what's good, 809 Lion? Last time I felt so interested in exploring a game like Hogwarts was Ghost of Tsushima. Ravenclaw has the least amount of side quests. That's so weird. Why would they why would they have varying numbers of side quests for the different houses? On your recommendation, I got the game, says Lion, and I have to admit, uh, I was wrong. The game is really good. Well, I'm glad that you didn't get it on my recommendation and come to a different conclusion. Like that that would feel bad. <laughs> You know, I'm glad games like Wild Hearts and certain Affinity Monster Hunter type games are coming because we need more Monster Hunter likes. I know. Uh, I it's it's interesting that what was the one that didn't do well that I thought was going to do well? Dauntless. I think Dauntless had potential, but I'm not sure what happened with it. I heard they did black hair pretty well in Hogwarts. I am obviously not the expert, Robert. I can only speak from the hair that I've seen that friends of mine have and, you know, celebrities and stuff. And I would say that it looks accurate, yes. It's not like... It's not the typical, here's a bunch of white hairstyles and then they give y'all an afro and that's it. They, they, they actually have not just hairstyles, but they get the... Te- it's, 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 again, this is just my observation. It looks like they get the texture right, the way that it kind of moves and lays... Um, I feel like they they actually did, you know, black hair justice. It doesn't. It's not just you get an afro. Sorry, you know, and then that's it. No, he's in class. But I'm surprised Weezy hasn't been summoned. For what reason? 
Because oh, because of Monster Hunter. Because of Monster Hunter. Wild Hearts coming to EA Play day one, or is it just a trial? I'm not sure. It almost killed itself to being an exclusive. Hairstyles look really solid overall on PS5. Yeah, that's where I play. Those of you watching over on the Tickety Talk, if you want to watch my gameplay, you'll have to watch over on YouTube. I don't have a stream key yet on this platform, so you'll have to use YouTube. Go to Reforge Gaming on YouTube if you want to see the gameplay we'll be doing shortly. Quality oozing from Hogwarts makes me wonder what some of these other flops of games have been doing as of late. Clearly making a great game full of love is still possible. I would I would hazard a guess they put a lot of money and a lot of investment and a lot of pressure uh, on this game to perform. I think that helps. You know, I think that helps. I want more Monster Hunter clones. We got pretty Dark Souls ones and no one complains. You're a terrible cornrows with no lineup. Here's a dusty fade. Also no taper. Are you saying that's typically what they do is they just don't give you like actual hairstyles that represent what you guys, you know, what y'all do with your hair? The only thing that looks off in Hogwarts is facial animations. I think facial animations are great when you're in a cutscene. I think when you're interacting with NPCs, the automation just does what it always does. It makes them look like mannequins. You know what I mean? My wife has been working hard as a new newly qualified teacher uh, in her half-term booted up her PS5 and started Elden Ring. While installing, I noticed Ghost of Tsushima installed wife. Have you been playing my thing? Me, yes. Remember I borrowed it to play with Lono wife. This PlayStation is mine. That was a long time ago when we did that, though. She caught you. She caught you. Only problem with all the clones... Is it bad? Most of the Dark Souls ones are good. Oh, I see what you're saying. We're streaming Saturday? What's going on Saturday? What's happening? I I feel like I remember something happening this Saturday, and I can't remember what it is. You guys? Yeah! What do you mean, you people? I think a lot of games do start off with that love, but as time and budget constraints and needing to make concessions... Right, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Yo, what's good, chat? Uh, what's good, chat? What's good, Sven? I don't like the aesthetic of Monster Hunter, but I'd commit to a whole a whole lot of terrible acts for a similar game in the Witcher universe. Saturday at 1 p.m., Diablo, Redfall, Liza Peen, Cocaine Bear. I don't understand. What, what's that a summary of? What's What's happening on Saturday? Who's str- who is doing that? Who's streaming? Oh, is that the IGN Fest thing? Mm. We don't even get doo-doo braids. IGN Fan Fest? Okay. Yeah, I'm not streaming Saturday. <laughs> oh, that'll feed us. I'd rather have Monday get fed. Yeah, I don't think I can stream Saturday. I do enough work on the weekend as it is. Uh, people are setting themselves up for failure uh, if they even attempt to load Hogwarts on last gen. It's a great game, but it's not optimized at all. Yeah, I'd be. I'm still worried about old gen performance. That's a big four. I give zero fricks about Cocaine Bear. Uh, Liza P. Sure, Redfall. No, Redfall's not big at all. Uh, we've barely covered it because the volume was on it so bad. And Diablo again. I, that'll feed Monday. I'm not working on a freaking Saturday. I don't know what. Don't do your live shows on Saturdays. Like, what in the world? 
when it's summer game fest i'll make exceptions but i'm not i'm not doing that for ign have you played battlefield lately it's finally to where uh it should have been at launch it's fairly enjoyable no i don't have any interest in that game none hogwarts needs to do expansions the foundation is fine well yeah yeah i like i don't i don't think i don't think they uh necessarily need to do expansions i think they have plans beyond what launched for sure a few years later but it's good now yeah i don't i don't have any interest in playing that game 4.9 million dollars and we stream saturday for the last time ever <laughs> yeah I, I record with Andrew on Saturdays, and even that, we're, we're, we've, I've tried to shrink that window of time with him, because Saturdays are for my kiddos. Last thing I'm going to do is, is, is stream an IGN event on a Saturday. We knew they'd turn it around at this point, but, oh, but at this point, who cares, right? I feel like Lona would fall in love with Neo too. No, they're too fast. I don't, I don't know. Sekiro is like right in the lane where I could enjoy it. You know what I mean? I don't, it's too fast. I tried playing uh, Wolong and I didn't like it. It It's too fast. I was like, ugh. And I know those Neo games are known for that. They're known for being brutal. They're known for being fast. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Can we get 15 more likes? Can you guys take us a four? hundred likes on this video and then give me a second when i come back you're not going to want to go anywhere when i come back i'm going to gift the 10 members that i owe you if we get 20 more i'll owe you 15 members every 25 members i have to give five so you guys have already crushed it twice we can hit it the third time we will be jumping into some hogwarts gameplay so i'm giving you a reason to stick around you might get a gifted member uh and we are testing how gameplay is received as the second show that means that we're skipping over the members lunch break. I just, it doesn't make sense to do that on a day where we're trying to throw you guys and throw us at some gameplay. Uh, so we'll end the day with members uh, if there's time. So, uh, appreciate you guys so, so much. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. I'll be back in just a second and I'll gift those members that I owe you. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and end the stream on the tickety talk. If you guys want to come watch on Reforge Gaming, head over, alright? Hmm. No, I'm not bailing. I'm not bailing. I'll be right back and I'll gift the members to you.
I am sorry, chat. I do not like taking breaks that long. I was checking on something. That's why I took my phone with me. Everything's fine. I was just... Well, how are you in Hogwarts? I actually can't remember. Cannot remember. We need to get set up, though, uh, to go to that stream instead. Uh, Customize the channel. Go in here. Click edit. I'm curious how gameplay does this far out. We aren't really a gameplay channel. We are definitely more of a... uh, You're definitely more of a talk show channel. But gameplay was getting consistent support. So... I'm going to hit the Discord. I'm going to hit a tweet. Uh, we're going to be working on the campaign today. I've got uh, a pretty good bunch of the... We kind of like made sure we did a bunch of side quests uh, the other day. Everybody keeps misspelling it. The hashtag that trends on Twitter is Hogwart Legacy without the S. I find that so funny. All right. All right. Um. Okay, and then we'll do this. You're level 30 already? Get it. All right, so... I owe you guys 10 members. I'm going to quickly do it here at the end. Gives everybody a reason to stick around. I will keep the goal up as well in the new stream so that if you guys hit 75, I'll do this again. I'll do another five. So I'll let you keep the 55. I I carry that on throughout the whole day. So there goes the 10 that I owe you. Eric Hayes, 1030 Media Group, Michael uh, Carmona, Nara Kappa, Michael B., Donald Johnson, 8 Legion, and Will Rocket League, and Inno, and Quantum Apotheon, and then one from Akuta Papa went to WRB, so we'll bump this to 56. Perfect. Okay. All right. 
I'm going to put a link in chat. You guys can click that link. Make sure that we just throw ourselves at this new stream. You're going to go over. You're going to gift members, apparently. Hilly's going to gift one. Make sure you go over and smash the like button. Maybe save some of your gifted members for the next stream so we can reward some of the people that support gameplay because we are trying to bring more gameplay to the channel, but we need support from the audience and the sub base for that to work because that communicates something to uh, to YouTube. All right? Thank you so much for clicking on the video. Continuing our Hogwarts Legacy gameplay, you can see there, I'm level 17. We are going to continue with gameplay of the campaign, the Hogwarts Legacy campaign. I did a lot of side questing during the last play session. If you want to see that, I was getting new spells. Uh, I was expanding my character. So right now, when I go to the quest log, we basically only have a couple of side quests, and we will be working on Percival Rackham's trial. It's going to be the first thing that we're going to do. We're going to meet Professor Fig at the tower. Now, I'm going to end the previous stream. We did a stream this morning about the Xbox Activision deal. I'm going to end that stream and bring everybody over. Make sure you guys smash that like button like crazy as you come over. Make sure you smash that like button Uh, whenever you start a new stream like this it does help it find more people it does help it 